Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the fifth anniversary. This is Austin Theory, and you're listening to WrestleCast Radio all day. Hey, hello to all my friends of WrestleCast Radio. This is Flip Gordon, and I'm very excited to introduce you to one of my favorite wrestling radio shows. Hey, what's up, guys, from WrestleCast Radio. This is Humberto Carrillo, WWE Superstar. You are listening to WrestleCast Radio. El Latino. Está en la casa, baby. Welcome to WrestleCast Radio. Hello there. This is the aerial assassin, Will Ospreay, coming from you live from the Tokyo Dome in Japan. And you are listening to WrestleCast Radio. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself. And you are officially listening to WrestleCast Radio. Well then, I guess that wasn't uh, much of an intro. Hey, I, I don't know what happened there. It was supposed to be Katsuhika Nakajima, your N1 Voyage Winners theme song, but nothing. I guess here, I'll play this for like 20 seconds. This always works the best. Dragon Daya! WrestleCast Radio episode 172. What is going on? I I'm really confused. that threw me for a mad loop. <laughs> that, uh, that's a that's a way to welcome us back, you uh, you crazy son of a bitch. Hey, uh, welcome you back. You wanted a shorter intro. I gave you a shorter intro. And hey, Dragon Die is going to be a big part, you know, in the opener tonight. We got that feud. This is this is Dragon Die's probably generational feud. And I'm excited to see how it goes. So we'll get into that when we get to it. But, oh, what's going on, man? There's so much good stuff starting tonight. So and much, I- so much good stuff. And and I'm happy DDT Ultimate Party uh, is, is, but uh, pretty soon here, like you were saying, in about three hours here. Um, and, and, of course, many, many, uh, so many awesome outcomes and, and, and events that can transpire after uh, tonight's show, uh, just so much, so much in the air, like Dragon Gate, but also just finished probably, uh, sorry, Meltzer, a, a, a 12 star match of brutality, <laughs> murder, like a bear just murdering not only salmon, the salmon's salmon, the baby of the salmon, and a human that was trying to, uh, you know, save the salmon itself. Wow, Walter. Uh, is this the uh, the the ring general uh, that you're finally uh, happy to see after his brutal yeah. matchup with Ilya Oh, Dragon? yeah. I mean, wow. let, let's be honest. His match with Tyler Bate that they had last year was really good. I mean, I think I went four and three quarters on it. It was really, really good. 
But I mean, shit, Hello Wembley was like our match of the year, a runner-up match of the year. Yeah. And, you know, there just wasn't no, you, you couldn't live up to something that was that. Yeah, I think it was number two because. So different, I though. Mean, him and Osprey was so good <laughs> that that had, I mean, there wasn't anything that was going to top that. But I don't know what it is about the chemistry of Ilya Dragunov with Walter that. Because he doesn't give two shits. He, he's he's I, I've not never afraid. Seen a man, I've never seen a man have a handprint on his back from a chop. <laughs> Until this match, like, like Dragunov had handprints on his back, and that was probably from a club, because Walter <laughs> was clubbing more than chopping and slapping. It was just nuts beating that neck. And of course, we are talking about NXT UK and their fantastic main event. Hell, I'll even be cliche. I'll even be cliche and say NXT. Over worthy main event, as I kind of saw a little afterward the match uh, here. Again, I heard about it a couple of days ago. I, you know, felt this you know, should have been on a takeover. Obviously, circumstances uh, differs uh, with my uh, notion there. But holy mackerel, uh, this was everything and everything. You gave me your star rating, your your wonderful Yelp review on it beforehand. I was kind of trying to go and block. Uh, but it didn't matter. I, I thought it would, it would have made me say, oh, Ryan's just over-talking. No, you undersold it. You undersold it. Uh, <laughs> again, brutality. It was like hearing multitude. I, that's not even doing it justice. Like, harder. It was like hearing car crashing. I've, I've never been so confident in telling somebody that a match was five stars and having them not be disappointed that I no. overhyped it. Again, I mean, it was, undersold it, did, and I thank you for that. I mean, this this match is literally probably <laughs> top six, top seven for me of the entire year. Maybe, maybe even higher. I gotta like, like I gotta really evaluate it. But I mean, this thing, this thing is top six, top seven, maybe even top five of the year. And it, this, this, this to me is right there with Endo and Tanaka as the best match with no fans. Because that match was so incredible. But the difference with this match is, is the work mm-hmm. ethic was just top-notch. Like, the amount of punishment that Ilya Dragunov put himself through for nobody. Ooh. I mean, it was, it's ridiculous. I mean, it, it's, I mean, there was that point where he was standing on the apron and just trying to get win, and Walter just walks up and chops him in the back chops of him. the head, like, right in the neck, and he just falls off the apron. <laughs> Like, like, dude, you didn't have oh, to do that. Oh, don't forget pretty much the climax aspect where um, he essentially, like, dragon, cobra clutch, a suplex uh, dragon off on the bar. Dragon off is, can barely get up because, again, the, the storyline of the match was the neck, as we saw, you know, kind of happen early on um, as Walter is just murdering him, but also gave him that whiplash as he threw him. And his head oh bounces God. back on the, uh, the bottom rope. rope. <laughs> oh, um, but uh, <laughs> essentially, so so the neck is the storyline. So it's crazy when Dragonoff delivers not one, not two, but three Germans. While you know, in between the first two, you know, Walter of course would respond and knock his silly ass down. But uh, Dragonoff then, after you know, getting that uh, suplex on the outside. Oh my just God! Walter gets a big boot. Like a just 
gimmick. With, without any, like, force of his own, I, I think it was just his leg and his foot is that big, especially comparable to Dragunov, that he just was like, whoosh, just got Matrix backwards. And oh, then my Walker's God. like, you know what? I'm going to pick your Russian ass up, powerbomb you on the uh, apron there, and just brings his ass inside, gives him another powerbomb. You know, and then he goes for the splash. Dragonoff kicks out. Of course, this pisses him off even more. Ground and pound with those balls of doom. And then, <laughs> just a simple sleeper hold, he is out, bleeding from the mouth. But Dragonoff, ladies and germs, again, we said, like, two spots, but there's, like, 90 spots that are just, like, how is Elian Dragonoff still breathing? Four four. There was four spots that really made me just pop, and it and it's because it never finishes this way. Immediately at the beginning, he hits the he hits uh, torpedo Moscow. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe it, just out of nowhere. I, and obviously, you know, it wasn't going to get the job done. Walter rolled out. He goes for it again. He gets chopped in the middle of doing it. <laughs> He he goes for it again. He does the Ud and then he just falls over because he can't run. And then he does it a fourth time. He gets caught in a choke. Yeah. I've never seen somebody who hits the move early doesn't get to hit it again for a finish or a false finish. Instead, Walter literally said, "I've already seen it. I remember it. You you won the <laughs> the, the sixteen karat gold a few years ago with that yeah. against me." It's not going to happen. And he countered all three of his attempts and won the match off of it. You don't see that. That doesn't happen. And yeah, there were, there were definitely many levels of, of storytelling in, in this match. And when we say brutality, again, that's putting it lightly. But, and, again, there was just so many variations on the attack methods. And even when Dragunov would have those spurts, you were like, okay, how is he going to pull this off? And then when he blo- when Walter blocks that bridge pin and as dragon off is heading back, just Walter stops him and puts him in that, you know, you're just like, wow, it's, it's, it's not your day. Even though once or twice, I thought it could have been dragon off's day. And the thing with Walter too, why I'm so mesmerized by him. I mean, anyone who watches the summit, he's he's been my champion. The he only has lost once. Like I will, I will take characters that I want to put him in the ring with for a squash mash and make their stats all zero <laughs> because I want to make sure he dominates them to keep that aura about him. Mm. Like that's just, it, it's just, that that's what he is. And I, I don't like some of the matches where Walter takes a lot of offense because that's not him. The reason his matches are so good is because he understands how to come off like a menace and a mm. monster and dominate you, but he dominates you in a way that you look like Dragunov did not look bad getting his ass beat. But on this occasion, because of how good the match was and what they were doing, I was pleasantly happy that Dragunov got like 30, 35% offense in that match. Like Mm -hmm. normally I like to watch it where it's like 80, 20, regardless of the outcome, even though Walter shouldn't lose. Like he's, he's the epitome of a guy like Hulk Hogan in the eighties where you only have him lose, lose on a circumstance. Yeah, but, like, Dragunov could have been that circumstance. Like you said, he's Agreed. 16 carat, you know, where he's already beaten bait. He's beaten Doug, you know, obviously, for, for the strap itself um, out in New York. But it's just like, well, what else 
you know, who's, I mean, who's the next you're not guy? Right. Jordan like, Devlin, you know, of course, they're kind of quietly, not quietly, they, they had a, a hype video for him, but, you know, it's kind of coming back, you know, depending on you know, how you feel about uh, him and, and the character there. Uh, but, I mean, he, he could be someone if they build him more, uh, you know, not more, I should say. I mean, he already has that plucky underdog, uh, but uh, he will bleep you up, you know, in, in a way where he has that um, that confidence where he could be that, that guy where, you know, if they kind of play him straight baby in the six months, build that up, maybe he's that guy, that underdog that, that finally mm-hmm. defeats Walter. And, and you know, I mean, they could do that. I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Here's my only thing that scares me about that is I don't think they can do what OTT did, where OTT yeah. had uh, Jordan Devlin and Redacted, or David Starr, whatever you want to call him, <laughs> was a great feud. And in the middle of it all, David Starr was always upset that he couldn't beat Walter. Mm-hmm. And then Jordan Devlin went out and beat Walter beat. for the OTT title. And then Redacted <laughs> stood in the entranceway pissed off. And like so, I mean, they've done that before. So we know Devlin and Walter can make a believable match, where Devlin yeah. can win. But I just, when you have such an, such, oh my god, I almost used the word that they coined for him. I almost called him an anomaly. But I don't want to go. <laughs> I don't want to do that because I forgot about that dog shit they were doing. But like, you don't have Which, to. By the way, they, they did close their ring comp uh, clothing line of girl. Just like the other day. That's weird. Maybe that's why Alexander Wolf's off doing his own thing. Well, I mean, I guess you have half of the roster in America, too, with Bartell and uh, Danny Birch. But yeah. you you, just, sorry, you don't continue. have to do anything drastic when you have something. Like, Walter's one of the most – how am I trying to say it? It's like, it's like Kento Miyahara or Kazuchika Okada. Mm-hmm. You don't have to worry about your title with this guy running the show. If you get a hunch about somebody, go ahead and pull the trigger. But you can let this guy run as your champion, and you're going to make money. So if you don't feel you because have anybody, you what if? And like, you just want to see him brut- brutalize his opponent. So well, it's do, like I a win-win in every instant way. You know, you, when you book so him. Look at Noah, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. They they rushed Kaito Kiyomiya at 22 years old in that title, and he failed because he wasn't ready for it. But they were did such tired. The matches weren't good or draw. They, they or weren't what? bad, but it's like it was him getting his ass kicked for 75 percent of the match, and then he would come back and win. And people were oh, so that means we appreciate the one final a lot more now <laughs> because I didn't. Know. And, yeah, so it's like you know he, he just. He, you know, okay, Kofi Kingston. Mm-hmm. The title run just didn't work. You did it because you felt like you needed to do something. You had evil beat. There was huge momentum. I mean, it which... was. But he should have lost it the next month because it was all about the. It, it was the run, not. It, it was the chase and not the run. Mm-hmm. You know, um, you pull a drastic move by having evil beat Naito and it failed. When you have somebody like Walter as your champion, you don't have to worry about things unless you know it's a for sure thing. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to go, all right, we need to try something different. Noah said, we need to try something. Let's have – I mean, you look at their title runs. It went, it went, you know, Eddie Edwards to Kano to Kaito Kiyomiya 
which none of those three works because Cano wasn't over enough. He was good. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's one of my favorite wrestlers, but he wasn't over enough. Kaito yeah. Kiyomiya was 22. He wasn't ready for it. So then he said, all right, screw it. Let's just put it back. Let's just put it on Takashi Segura. And you went with, you know, 48-year-old Segura, which is fine. So why he always looks pissed off. He's like, oh, they gave me the title again. <laughs> with, with his put this dog on my shirt. <laughs> you know, listen to this now, 60s dad talk. Actually, I think it went, uh, I think it went Kano, Sugera, and then Kiyomiya. Then, Shiozaki beat Kiyomiya. But regardless okay. of the order, like, you're forcing things. And you look at, um, like, I'm trying to put it in a way, too, to make it not sound as bad. Like, you look at Dragon Gate, and they had, they had Ben K win the title because they wanted to see what they had in them, but they weren't forced to do it. They didn't have to do it. It wasn't a, we need to take a risk business decision. And they went six months, they saw what they had with Ben K, and they went, okay, great, he's going to be a star. Yep. We can put him in the sixth man and we'll cool him off for a while and we'll bring him back when we need to. And they went back with Naruki Doi, which was fine. It was, it was a fantastic thing. And now they're doing the same thing. They're going, hey, we pushed him enough like we did Ben K. Let's see what we have in Ata. And now Ata's getting a run. And, and that's where it works, where as much as I kind of wanted to see Zaraganov win, I just don't, there's no reason to take the title off Walter. But there's enough reason behind having Dragunov get that offense where he looked dominant for part of that match because I think you know you have something in him and you want people to remember him. And that's, that's what made this match so damn good. When and I they, think they, it, when you do do that, there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when you do do that, I don't think you need to do another 25-plus minute match. I thought the, the pace, obviously worked wonderful uh but I, I think this is what you do maybe a, a 15 to 20 minute match where you have a surprise roll-up victory or a surprise torpedo moscow just where it's like oh so then you know like you said we're familiar with the offense you know of the first match on uk where you know now you could see or i should say first championship match where then you know if it happens next time and it's shorter it's mm-hmm. more believable but be again that, that shock factor there uh, we're going to play a quick quick game here of wrestlers who can beat Walter. Ale- uh, you will say yes, no, or hell no. Alexander what? Wolf. Uh, to beat Walter? Hell no. Yes. Uh, Amir Jordan. Uh, uh, hell no. Ashton Smith. Hell no. Dave Mastiff. Uh, hell no. Eddie Dennis. That could be fun, but I'm, I'm going to. Yeah, I'll no. say no. I'll say no. That could be good, though, but no. Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate it, but I don't want him to beat him. No. Uh, Flash Morgan Webster. No. No. Uh, James Drake. N- no. Uh, <laughs> coffee. Can I swear? <laughs> uh, no F-bombs yet. Not too late. Okay. F no. <laughs> uh, Jordan Devlin, as we discussed, which... I'd be okay with Devlin. I don't, uh, don't, just don't say any more of those gals. Hey, yeah. Oh, I don't need any more of those That's 90% of the roster. Mark <laughs> Coffey. Uh, hey, what about Mark yeah. Andrews? Oh, yeah. Oh, no. Here comes Gallus. <laughs> and I thought Joe Coffey was redacted, too, but he's on the show next week. Oh, gross. He they, did this backstage, they did this backstage promo with these three guys who were talking, and then Gallus was like, should we shut him up? I don't know who the hell any of these people were. 
<laughs> I'm watching this gun. I don't know who you are. I don't know who you like Eddie Dennis came out and was running his mouth against uh Flash Morgan Webster and Mark Andrews. This is that same NXT UK show because I'm trying to mm-hmm. get back to watching this. And two dudes that look like surfers come out. I don't know who the hell Eddie Sam Gradwell, I think, might have been one of them. I don't, I, I, it doesn't matter. Whatever. They were they're just some jags. They were just just the guys. You sure it wasn't Saxon Huxley? But sure, we'll say Saxon Huxley. And hey, Sam his real name is Ross Cook, by the way. Could what? be your relative with an E. And, and he's like, you better keep your enemies close, or friends closer, your enemies closer. And then two dudes running in the ring, and they side with Webster and Andrews. And I think one guy's name is Primal, and I don't know what the hell the other guy's name was. Oh, God. And then he's like, I thought I told you to keep your friends closer. And then Eddie Dennis was like an eight-second pause because they missed their cue. And then they start beating up Andrews and Webster. And then the two, like, surfer guys are just gone. And then Dennis forms a group with those the two guys that attack them. And, no one, and then they show the, the surfer guys convoluted. the them. And they're like, we don't know what happened out there, but we want Gallus. And I'm like, wait, what? You guys just got told to leave because you were employees. And now you want to tag title shot. And then Mark Coffey comes in to cut a promo. And I'm going, God damn it. I don't want to hear. Hey, yeah. like, I'm going to face champion in another four minute <laughs> matchup and get booed up. This is why I don't watch NXT UK. What and, about Tyson T Bone? Does he have a chance to defeat? No, him? hell no. No. Wild Boar. No. Wolfgang? Oh, we already went over that. Oh, uh, Zach no, Gibson no could be good. Uh, out of Tyler Bates, uh, Trent Seven doesn't have a chance. We've seen it. Game close. Is Tyler Bates redacted? No. Well, because Trent Seven's in the Heritage Cup, but there's no Tyler Bates. Oh, because Trent. Oh, not that I had heard of. I thought That's Tyler Bates uh, was part of the thing thing. No, no, no. Oh, okay. I don't know. Now I'm. I'm <laughs> You've been on your Google machine. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, well, I and Pete Dunn's in America, so there, there's no way in hell uh, hey, he's yeah. teaming up with with uh, serious SM uh, guys. So. <laughs> um, I, I hate Gallus so much. How about hey, this? Is yeah. a wild card. Say they go back to their progress roots for one night only. Tony Storm. No, but I bet you she'd have a better match with half of them. <laughs> God, I would like to see Piper Niven. Oh my God, could you imagine if Walter chopped her? She'd she'd probably fall out of the ring. <laughs> her soul <laughs> just escapes. She's like, oh. she just falls. Juice Robinson starts dancing down. You're like. And then he just chops Shout him. Shout out to that guy, one of the last. Uh, Dreads come, comes the, back. Uh, G1, who was dressed yep. like Juice in the crowd. Shout out to that guy. Mark. <laughs> Shout out to that guy. Was it you? <laughs> it was you, wasn't it? Yeah, I flew to Tokyo quarantine and May 918. I was one of the most boring nights in the G1 because I didn't watch Evil versus Sonata. Oh, gross. Uh, also, shout out to, uh, to Desmond Wolf uh, commentating. Yeah. Awesome. No, I'm kidding. Uh, his name's not Desmond Wolf. No, for what real. Um, That's why I ignored it. Nigel was was awesome. He sold the shit out of uh, that match. Even when he was like, no, no, stop it, yeah. stop it. And I was like, hey, I've known Walter forever. And it's like, hey. And then he's like, oh, Ilya Dragunov. And you're like, whoa. He's totally, no. For <laughs> he's real, like, he was this awesome. Is he was retired. 
because I don't want to be in there and take this. I started laughing when he said that. As like Walter's holding Dragunov by his arm and just chopping him, and, and it looks like, as you said, with what would happen to Tony Storm, his soul's leaving his body, as he just looks sad as he's falling over, like, oh, God. He's like, get Dude. up, I am the ring, you head around. Fights <laughs> him up again. He's like, uh, uh. And like we're talking about where, you know, usually uh, in a uh, Kaito Kia sense with his first uh, title reign there, but I was very, again, happy in this match where, again, Walter decimating, and we've seen it time and time before, especially in, in some tournament matches uh, across some other promotions recently, but Happy Dragonoff didn't get the victory. Again, just Walter looking like the, the Walter of old in our eyes and, and not, you know, NXT or WWE washed, if you will. But I was very happy as we're going to transition into the uh, the Noah F1 finally. Uh, I was able to watch some. But uh, again, I was happy with the N1 final with Nakajima and Tokiomiya, where Nakajima was just dominant with those kicks. It was PK or just regular tandem kicks to the gut and or face uh, where he had 80% of the offense. And I was like, okay, here comes, you know, Kiyomiya's comeback. And no, it did not happen. Nakajima <laughs> winning with that uh, DVD Gloria driver. Uh, and wow, the matches I appreciated a lot more. I could sense the different styles from Noah from the, uh, the, the matches that you gave me, Ryan. Of course, you did watch all of the N1, and we'll get your uh, thoughts here in a second. But, man, Goshiyazaki, I know I, I've seen a few matches over the years with him, but, again, I get why he is champion. He just, yeah. you know, oozes, you know, I am the man, you know, of this company, and I am the guy who will help, you know, the, the younger talents out there, you know, especially – his match with Kaito Kiyomiya, um, <laughs> which was nuts that, that Tiger German uh, that Kiyomiya does, hitting it out of nowhere. But again, Kiyazaki just looking great, not only against the youth, but again, uh, Coach uh, Mokazuki there, uh, I believe that was night four. And, and again, just hard hitting in that aspect. Very Ishii, uh, Tomohiro Ishii and, and Moro Suzuki, uh, or insert Hiroki Goto. In that faction uh, against either of those two, and, and it was definitely a nice Haas battle there. But it, it was good to see the different you know parallels there uh, of these different wrestlers. Of course, Nakajima and Kiyomiya and, and Shiozaki uh, being a majority of the ones I saw. But uh, hey, Marafuji looked uh, definitely not like the TNA Impact version of the oh, Marafuji I've seen over the years. This man was motivated, motivated and it was uh, awesome to see those matches so so thank you thank you and what were your thoughts overall on the n1 since you kind of got kind of a a more of the full landscape i you know as as much as the 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 easy answer is to just say the g1 i think the n1 top to bottom was the best tournament mm. uh you know mentioned last week that there was nothing in either tournament that's going to beat zeus and Miyahara because that's once again you know we 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 go where we, we had our half-year awards and we were kind of putting together everything and we had some really good stuff. We're like, man, I don't think anybody else is going to crack. And then in, in like the midst of a couple of weeks, there's like, oh, we had Zeus Miyahara. Oh, we had Walter Dragunov. Um, 
for me, oh my God, uh, my Iwatani against Takuya, uh, uh, with the uh, what the what the hell, uh, Iroha from the I think it was the October eighteenth Stardom show. It was it was the core okay. in front of the the uh, Takumi Iroha. Yeah, it was uh, October eighteenth. That match, I went four and three quarters. It was incredible. Like, hmm. Out of nowhere, it's just like, oh, here's a great match, match, match. All right, matches of the year, matches of the year. Like it was incredible, and. That was part of the reason I picked the seven matches that I gave you. Yeah. Because I thought they all brought something great to the table. Well, they might not have been match of the year level. They were just, they were solid. And they told stories that were so good. Yes. You know, as you mentioned. A lot of draws. I I swear I saw about three Broadways. Marfuji Segura. You know, uh-huh. I, I gave you that one because of the Mochizuki match that went draw. Yeah, uh, yep. first night. You know, the first night. I yep. Which I love. And it was it was a good showcase for Mara Fuji, who is definitely in the twilight of his career. He's still really mm-hmm. good. I'm not saying he's not, but he's you know, ten years ago, Mara Fuji's the top ten wrestler in the world, and I could see that. I, I could see glimpses of you know. Tales you know, told to me over the years from you, from Demetrius, you know, from various other people uh, and online. And, you know, those are somewhere I want to go back and watch. But I was just like, man, I could see where, you know, it was him, Kenta, you know, just kind of forerunning with, with Noah and all that. And then we kind of go and freelance around them. But yeah, he was. You mentioned Nakajima Kiyomiya, which was the, the final, which was tremendous. Tremendous mm-hmm. final because they weren't afraid to have the heel Nakajima solidify himself as the badass star number one contender who's going to get Go Shiozaki on the 22nd Ooh. and have a win. You know, he, he hits an R15, which is that, that roundhouse kick to the head. Then he hits the brutality kick, which is the, the, the running kick to the, the, the Orton kick, whatever you want to call it. And then, the as punk. you mentioned, yeah, the punk kick. There you go. It's R15, it's a brutality kick. And then just for good measure, he hits him with a diamond bomb. The fireman's carrying yeah. brainbuster. He goes, eh, just want to make sure you're dead. And just, okay, cool, diamond <laughs> bomb. No reason to do that, but you did it. <laughs> you know, you, you probably could have won after the R15 brutality hit combo, but you're like, nah, diamond bomb. All right, yeah. And, he, and he, then he just gloats. He's like, I told yeah. you I'm better than you. You know, I'm going to whip your ass. I'm going to whip all of your asses. And that's why that was so good. Shizaki Kiyomiya was great for me because Kiyomiya got his win back. And yes, it did a good job of showing, just like the Mochizuki match with Shiozaki, it did a good job to show that Shiozaki's arm is shot, and everybody knows it. And they mm-hmm. went to town on that limb. And at one point during Shiozaki Kiyomiya, Shiozaki's just sitting there screaming because he's in so much pain because of his arm. And Kiyomiya underhooks him, like you said, Tiger Suplex gets the win. So now we know that if Nakajima can get to that arm, we may get a new champion. So they oh, told gotcha. that story to build Nakajima up, which is what I loved about it. The the, the Nakajima Sugara match, I just I gave you that because I was like, well this is stiff as shit and it's gonna be violent. <laughs> You'll enjoy this. <laughs> there doesn't need to be a story behind other than just gonna beat no. the hell out of each other. Obviously, I talked about the um, the Nakajima Kano match for weeks, and when a man punt kicks a turnbuckle in another man's face and almost kills him, 
Like Nakajima is, you know, you texted me this, that, that you said he has similarities to Shibata. Am I crazy? And I said, no, because he is so cutthroat that when mm-hmm. he senses a weakness, he will beat your ass into submission and win. He'll win by knockout if he has to. Yeah, I could even see where he could play that tweener where I'm like, you know, him and Axis, him and Shiyazaki, you know, you know the, the faces and whatnot. And I could just see him turning just a little bit in, into the Nakajima Congo version 2.0 that I saw, you know, in a handful of matches you gave me. I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. this guy's going to dominate now. This is your main guy going, you know, in 2020 heading into the new year. Because, like you said, he's going to go for blood. He's going to attack mm-hmm. that trailer. He's going to hold up that championship when it comes down to it on the 22nd of November. So it's it's going to be crazy. And then the power struggle. So, again, you have so many stories there, you know, with him and, and the rest of Congo mainly, you know, the, uh, you know, Cano, you know, is there. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, especially because, again, I love how with their match on night one, after we hit the uh, the the Nakajima driver or whatever you called it there. Diamond um, Bomb. Diamond Bomb, even cooler. Yeah. Um, you know, he concerned, you know, as he was getting up, you know, after the ref counted three, where he's just like, oh, okay, you know, watch yourself. You know, you just beat the leader of this new <laughs> faction that you're in. Like, okay. Oh, he's taking but this group over. I know I can. Oh, totally. And that's again, <laughs> I could see where then Cano could be your next breakout baby. You know, within the yeah. uh, going next year. So, and that's I'm thinking Cano is going to beat Shiozaki, and that or uh, Nakajima, Nakajima beat Shiozaki, and then they build to an eventual Cano Nakajima program. Whether Cano wins the title or not is is you know up up for debate, but they can build to that. I mean. And and what I want to see is going to happen too is um, when he turned on Shiozaki, he ended up with Twister. Uh, it's that twisting brainbuster. He he actually got yeah. it from Mozuki, of all people, uh, which is really cool. Which explains the kicking too. But uh, you know who's to say he doesn't win with Twister and Mochizuki demands a title shot? Like nope. you know you were some dude that I had with me, and now you're just you turn into a piece of shit. <laughs> 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 and then again, talk about a guy who you would think would be in the twilight of his career, but Mo- Masaki Mozuki. My God, again, going Broadway one match, going hard against you know his, his brethren in, in another. You're just like this guy, still go. It, and, and it works too because you look back uh, 2004 uh, September uh, uh, Nakajima made his debut for Dragon Gate on their, their Gate of Sanctuary pay-per-view, losing to Mochizuki. So oh, wow. You, it's a long time, but you have an instant match you could throw in, especially mm. if Noah and Dragon Gate are going to keep doing that. Um, so it's, just, it's, it's good. The, the, the N1 told such great stories. And the one match, too, that I thought would be your least favorite of the seven, but I wanted you to, to watch it just for the sake of the story they told. But you had uh, Nakajima taking the loss to, to Maybach to Shohei Taniguchi. And mm-hmm. Taniguchi's old. He's slower. He can't move as well as he did. 
but he just sat there and takes this beating from Nakajima and doesn't quit. And the old veteran beats him. And I loved the story mm-hmm. of just this old vet that doesn't go away getting annihilated. Like <laughs> Nakajima beat his ass. You know, and he's yeah. just like, mm, I'm good. I'm going to keep fighting. And then he wins. <laughs> like, you like, know, it's the old tor- turtle hair, you know, kind of scenario. Where, you know, you're like, okay, just take it, take it. It's all zen-like. You know, it's like watching a Rogue One and all of a sudden, boom, strikes the victory. <laughs> just, I like Donnie Yen, that shit. Yeah, like, no way Maybach won this, or, or Shohei Taniguchi. I always, I, I'll never not call him Maybach. It's just like, with the uh, um, that's just a cool uh, name. Uh, Monday Ryu and Problem Dragon. Like somebody's always gonna call him one, and someone's gonna call him the other. <laughs> it's just the way it is. But the the end one was so good. It was great. Honestly, like it, it was. If you want fun to watch, stiff ass solid wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the way you go. Like that's what you do. You just Again, go. Let me let me get no on. It was it was great to again see the subtle differences where it wasn't all just strong style you know or anything like that. It was more of like, hey, we're we're gonna show the different very variation style you know, of each wrestler, and that's what I liked about it as well. It it had an, an all Japan you know type of feel to it where when it comes to their actual wrestling, it's like okay, you're encapsulated in the story they they tell. So you know Noah you know coming into 2021, I definitely would not add to get that onto the list. Oh, and also, I'm trying to see. I saw this earlier, and I've been trying to translate it, but I saw a headline uh, apparently reported by Hugo Spinovich uh, that really possibly, possibly heading to the E. His ROH deal is up in December. Yeah. And my internal thought after we had, after we you know talked about the whole is Daisuke Sasaki going to go to the, the Super Juniors, which obviously he isn't because we saw the card. But yeah. Um, yeah. in my head, I'm going, if, if if Dragon Lee isn't on that show, that makes me think he's leaving ROH, which means there's no Dragon or New Japan ties, which means he's going to Stanford. Why would he do that? Does that mean Roosh is going to go? <sighs> so Roosh is still the world champion. What is he, Tessa Blanchard in the uh, situation? <laughs> no, he just can't get him in the country. Well, yeah. <laughs> is he still cutting, is he cutting promos and sending it he to He might him? be. I've watched Ring of Honor. The last time I watched Ring of Honor was when I was in Vegas in September, and it was the best of Shane Taylor for an hour. And I was like, this is dog shit. I don't want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what am I watching? <laughs> I was like, hmm. Oh, <laughs> we will. <laughs> Speaking of, I like just, you said, a, I don't know. We'll see what happens. A, a partnership here, uh, former partnerships, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling, announcing um, their best of Super Junior. Uh, Twenty-seven uh, members here. Uh, pretty, pretty you know, standard, you know, uh, wrestling, uh, except we do get the return into uh, Japan. Of Robbie Eagles, but of course we got uh, Master Watto, which will be Ryan's. Pick, I'm sure uh, Doki, which will be my pick uh, in that block. Show and and Taiji Shimori, and then of course within the other block, 
And again, I'm just by the picture. Um, uh, we, we got the heel so master no himself. So it is no blocks. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, so it'll be just nine matches, one 10 person block. My guess is they're going to do a 10 person tag league. So it's like they have two blocks, but they're just running, a, a, you know, there'll be five junior matches. And then, so the tag league and the super juniors are going to be on different nights, same. just like block A and block B. Uh, so they can okay. do, they'll do 10 and 10 is what, what I'm thinking they're going to do, but they haven't announced the world tag league yet. I'm guessing they'll do that at power struggle, but it'll be 10 teams and then 10 singles and they'll just do the, the round robin. And then the top two point getters will face off because there's no block winners. It'd be interesting if uh, we see Anderson and Gallows in the, uh, and the tag hey, we'll get, we'll get maybe, in a bit. Hey, maybe that's uh, why they didn't win uh, Bound for Glory. Maybe. Brado Heelmaster. Uh, of course, we got uh, that Soguchi, uh, Bushi, and Hiromu, Takahashi. Uh, who do you got uh, coming out of this uh, early prediction there, Ryan? Um, I think there's a very good chance that Hiromu wins the Super Junior, so then he can face Ishimori at the Dome. I love Robbie Eagles. I think it's going to go down. Could it be a wild card? Hiromu. Yeah. And I'm, then you know how big of a mark show. I am for show. So. Oh yeah, show's great. Like I give me if, show if Hiromu. Goes, all day. If somebody said, "Well, show Tanaka is going to win the Super Juniors," I go, "Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> like, about time is, is what I would yeah. say." And about they, you know, they, can, they can do it too, and they can have him make a run because there's no Yohei Kamatsu. So yeah. I don't know. I think I think it's Hiromu and Show at the end, and I think the story goes Hiromu wins so he can get his rematch. Get with the win back. Ishimori, yep. With Ishimori, will get his like he'll get eliminated the last night type thing. I wish and the then, cards were out because then we can figure the out a little bit night, more. Uh, Hiromu gets uh, with Jushin Liger on the <laughs> second night of cut. Wrestle Kingdom. <laughs> also, there's a bit of news. Uh, New Japan also announced. Uh, what do we have here? Uh, this, anyways, uh, the Super J Cup, a 27 here, uh, emanating Holy from the shit. United States of America. Uh, I was trying to count how many people here. We got eight competitors. That doesn't make sense. Eight one night tournament. Yeah, there is. Eight. I feel like this has already been taped. Oh, that would be dope because. I- Watch it as we have LP representing Bullet Club, of course. Oh, Fantasmo flicking. Too, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Flipping off all the kids, hopefully, in their Thunderdome esque arena. Uh, we got Clark Connors, of course, representing the LA Dojo. Yeah. TJP. I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, strongs or anything, but I mean, yes. if you're keeping them around, he must be doing something good. What He's your thoughts on Perkins? He looks great. Awesome. Well, that, that's fantastic. Fantastic here. Uh, someone who we saw make their comeback. Uh, earlier, uh, probably mid-year, uh, over some uh, game-changer wrestling. We got ACH uh, coming back to New Japan here. Blake Christian, again, another uh, GCW uh, name making some noise. Chris Bay representing Impact Wrestling. Uh, also, uh, is he former or is he still x champ? I'm sure we'll get Ryan's results from uh, no, the I'll last show here. Ray Horace, not Horace Hogan, will be in the uh, the Super J Cup. Uh, Junior, <laughs> as well as someone who I'm not gonna lie, I popped when I saw him in the graphic. Yes, fan of the show, Mr. Leo Rush, 
will also be a part of the Super J Cup 2020. Ryan, wow, one night. What's going on? This is the man of the hour, Leo Rush, the 24-year-old piece of gold himself, and you are officially listening to Russell Cast Radio. Oh, I'm tight. Who do you got? Who do you got? Tim, this this might be more intriguing than the Super Juniors for me. It really is. Because what what, what I thought was the wildest, too, is, so, I I don't know, I woke up this morning at, like, 5 in the morning and watched um, the rest of the Road 2 show from today that had Yoshihashi and Goto against uh, Dangerous Hackers. Yep. And I'm watching the, the intro video and I see Bray Christian and it, there's a Game Changer Wrestling logo on a New Japan screen. That's and crazy. Then I, and then I see Chris Bay and there's an <laughs> Impact Wrestling logo on the screen. I'm going, what in the hell is happening here? What if Okada like, shows up to like their summer show? Oh man! In like twenty twenty two. What if Okada shows up next year at uh at spring break? Just jumping on the trampoline, <laughs> trying to get the like, money clip in a in a uh, treehouse somewhere. By the way, I'm over. I don't I don't know if you if you got to catch any of that that road two show, but after the match, like he didn't help Yuya Yomura like he had been helping Gabriel Kidd. And yep. after the match is over and, and Osprey's kind of left the ring, he just runs in and bum rushes Great Okada and just throws him in the money clip and just starts trying Whoa. to soften him up for power struggle. It was so awesome. And then obviously they beat his ass after it, but he uh, just... Who are the he, uh, tag champs? Uh, tag champs are dangerous techers. So they retain? Yeah, they beat uh, Hashi and uh, Goto. Thank God. All right. All, it was the, all uh, right in the world again. You're, you're, you're <laughs> it was the Even though I'm not going to I still, oh, okay. I still, though, enjoyed his run, uh, not only in the New Japan Cup, but the G1. I, I'm still baffled. That, that'll that probably be a, my number one, like, most craziest oh, shit of 2020. Yoshihashi uh, looked really good in this tag match. The only issue is this tag it? match went 35 minutes. Can I be a fan of his now, even though I shit-talked him for, like, years? Yeah, look, what you're doing is what we have all of our listeners do when they argue with me, is you eat crow. That's all you do. I, my bad, I eat crow, I ate crow, he's starting to turn it around. That's all you gotta do. Yeah, but I said that about Yoshitatsu like 2018 and then he sucks again. Beats Kento Miyahara somehow, gets wrapped up like his ACH for the rest of the tournament, the Champions Carnival, and then he just loses match. You're like, how do you beat Kento? Miyahara? Here's the difference. Here's the difference with Yoshitatsu, because I, I was on your bandwagon too, is because we didn't factor in that he wrestled Kento Miyahara, so that's why he looks so good. <laughs> We're like, oh man, look at him, he's doing great. And it's like, he beats oh, Kento in the carnival, and, and what what happens? He gets nine shirts on ProWrestlingDees.com, <laughs> on their new Japan store. It's like, oh, Tatsu, what the I I think it's a I think it's Yoshitatsu's store. I mean that red and, and, and black logo. Right? Man, that's oh, that's bougie. It's bougie. Yeah, it is. Yoshitatsu coming to the ring wearing both belts like he's a star and shit. It's so annoying. <laughs> God, he's trash. But, dude, I mean this. 
this Super J Cup, it's it's so you figure it's a seven match show, a one night tournament. I don't think there's a bad match in a lot of no, them. no, because Clark Connors is emerging to the point as a young lion where they're not even having him do an excursion. He's nope. getting it away. You know, like, <laughs> so so we know that he's going to be doing a great job. Like he's going to be great in this match. El Fantasmo, I love that guy. Ray Horace can have good matches. It's just people have that perception of him being a dumb geek because of Lucha Underground when he was dragging his tech and he kind of sucked. <laughs> Leo Rush is great. TJP is having the best run of his career right now between all the independent stuff he's done, Impact and the the New Japan. ACH is well-rested, so he's going to be good. Chris yeah. Bay is great. And we've been riding Blake Christian for a long time. Like, this tournament is going to rock. I, I can't. I, I, I wouldn't be mad with any of the, uh, any of the winners. Maybe no, like Ray Horse. Yeah, but Horace if, it builds him, if it builds him up, hey, I'm all for it. You know? Here's the thing is, if you look at any of these guys, you could make an argument why it's okay that they win. Like Clark Connors, you're continuing his elevation. Mm-hmm. Any of the other guys, you're going, well, we want them to be into consideration for the title, uh, a future title shot. Like, there's no bad answer. This tournament no. is going to be great. Oh, my gosh. Like, the thing, the, the thing that's going to hurt this tournament is it's going to have really high expectations. <laughs> that's your one Nothing problem, I think. That. No, but I think that's where if it doesn't hit a certain level, people are going to call it a disappointment. Do you think if we find out later that it's taped that that'll put out some of the uh, majesticness of it, or would you prefer it live? That makes I don't know. I don't. To to me, when they show it, it will be live because I don't know the outcome. You know, there's no spoilers. Yeah, but you don't know what's edited, what's you know, cut or or whatnot. Make it look good. But I don't see them doing a WWE route where they are they're editing like the matches. You know what I mean? Mm Like, I'm not worried about that. I just I think what, what works so well about this is if you want to bring one of these guys into Japan for the two, like, you could have the Super J-Cup winner and the best of the Super Junior winner each get a title shot both nights of the dome. Oh, man. And because this is already taped, I'm assuming it's taped. No, to be fair, I may be way wrong, and it is live, and they run it in that empty building or whatever, but... Now you have enough time to, to get one of these guys over to Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. So there could be some implication with Wrestle Kingdom to this. That, like, that's what intrigues me so much. Mm-hmm. Man, oh man. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of intriguing matchups, a lot of, you know, like, like we're saying, uh, eventual winners. But man, I, I would not be mad. I don't know why. ACH looked really good on, on his GCW stuff. Like you said, he looked refreshed. I mean, of course, we're huge LP guys. But, man, either Blake Christian or ACH, those would be my picks. Those would be my two. Yeah, either of those would be dope. Like, I wouldn't be mad about either of those. <laughs> man, not on TJP on, on those strongs. Man, I have to be hyped. I, I, I dug him, you know, at times. So, I'm I'm had a or has a career resurgence current at the moment there. It's going to be fun, man. It, this is going to be a really good show. Like, and just think, he could be the leader of retribution. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just, I'm just Speaking of leaders or former leaders, uh, as was reported, 
after a bushy bushy road uh, meeting recently, Harold Mays apparently did not resign. Apparently, Tagaki Kadani was like, you know what? We're going to let you go. We're going to fire you. We're going to change directorship. Uh, Mays apparently saw himself staying with New Japan for the rest of his career. He was going to retire yeah. with Japan with under what? Under two, three years that he was with the company, they, they axed him, got rid of him. What, what, what are your thoughts on, on this, you know, report? I do pretty much has said, you know, uh, you know, Kadani obviously has the last word, as we found out, you know, that, that you kind of steered it into the direction uh, from the reports when he did resign a couple weeks back here. But uh, now that it's kind of out in the open and literally uh, in the public eye. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on, on the news here about Mage? What? I can't can't be mad about it because when it's all said and done, end of the day, he's the reason the AEW thing isn't there. And I know it's not fair to throw that blame on him, but you almost have to because people know that that's a thing. Like people know that Kadani was part of the problem, why it didn't work. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that's like, that hurts, man. You know, if if you're trying to to keep your position, and you lose all of your big gaijin talents, and then they leave and go and are doing something better than what you're doing, that's on you, man. Like that's your ass. Like mm-hmm. you, you got to be able to account for that. And he didn't. He didn't bring these record breaking numbers that he said he was going to bring. No. You know it. it at some point, you have to make a change, and at some point, somebody's at fault. And he was the guy. And when they decided to move on from him as much as he wanted to stay, they were like, no, we don't need you to. Thank you for what you did for the company. Goodbye. <laughs> I mean, can you – like, like I'll, I'll say this, too, and obviously, we don't know the complete ins and outs with a lot of it, so it's not really fair to necessarily speculate as hard. But mm-hmm. can you think of anything that, that Harold Mage has ever gotten credit for doing that – Help the company. The Okada era, no. Um, <laughs> Switchblade era, no. Um, I don't. <laughs> but that's I thought point. it was like, a lot of PR. It seemed, you know, I guess it was more Bullet Club. Uh, you know, the elites, I should say that that kind of garnered those eyes. He kind of came in after, right? right. Kind of like that mm-hmm. second year. That I mean, they weren't really even there for more over a year. But, he kind of came around that time or around the same time as they were. I think it was up, the right? end of 2018. Okay. Oh, yeah. He and then the beginning of 2019 is when he got rid of Paige, the Bucks, Cody, and Omega. Yeah, but he came out and, and spoke Japanese to the audience. Everyone applauded. That's cool. I could I could <laughs> get a book and do that too. And I don't know what the hell I'm doing finance wise in that company. <laughs> I just it just. I think that was his downfall is you had some, and, and Kenny Omega was a built entity by that company. Yes. Mm-hmm. He started in DDT and yes, he started up in Winnipeg, but the run they gave him in new Japan is what made him the star he is today. And Harold Mays essentially lost that. Mm-hmm. He's the reason that that's like saying next year, he forced Jay white to leave. It's a built star that's a, that's a foreign talent in a country that accepts foreign workers like that, and you the bet on it. I, I wouldn't want you around either. 
<laughs> all that money. <laughs> like you, you cost. Like I'd be pissed. Like, bro, you, you chased away the guy that we built and had beat Okada finally. Like Okada had the title for like seven hundred and fifty days to give it to Omega, and you chased him out in six months. He won that like June nineteenth of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Excuse me, like June nineteenth of twenty eighteen. And by January 4th, you chased him out of the company. God, all that stuff seems like that was like, I don't know, five years ago. But it's like mm-hmm. within 18 months. Isn't that crazy thing? And like, it, it, what, what seems weird to me oh, is I, I can't believe that I was in Tokyo last year. It feels like it was like three years ago I was there. Yeah. But I was that about to was, say, that was three years ago. Yeah, that was. I saw Tanahashi beat Omega. I, I watched the elite leave the company. Was that the match you fell asleep at? Mm, I don't know, maybe. Or was Probably it the Jericho not. match? Oh, it was Jericho Naito. I was kind of poor because I couldn't see anything. And I was really drunk. Sapporo? <laughs> yeah, they, they came around with like backpacks that had uh, guzzles on it. And they would just fill your cup. Not, not in post-COVID world anymore. <laughs> I was partying this like little little car. Uh, when I was getting beers with all these Japanese guys what, 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 cheering for Okada against Jay White, and then when White won, I was like freaking out, and they're like laughing and like it's okay, and I was like, no, it's not okay. Okada's the one. Yeah, the one time. He's, well, I guess you've seen him twice. One and one. Yeah, I got to see him and Tanahashi tag for the first time, which is really cool to say. And then wow. obviously we that saw him cool. uh, against Adam uh, uh, Martin's girl. Redacted. Before Marty's girl became redacted. <laughs> God, how oh good was that? Gosh. That was so fun going to that show. God, that show was oh, good. So good. Dude, <laughs> hearing Cody win the NWA title was one of the biggest pops I've ever heard in my life. God, it was so Markish. Like, even I was marking out, though. Like, it was. <laughs> Such That's, a feel-good moment. It, bringing it on like a, 90 people in American Nightmare family jackets. You're like, oh, there's DDP. There's, yeah. you know, another guy. Here comes Glacier. Walking Glacier, the yeah. Like, what is Glacier doing there? <laughs> but I, I just, it was, it was, it felt like a big moment because you know how much that the NWA World Championship means to him because of they his built lineage. built really well, too. And it felt, really well. it, it felt like it was the 1980s and we were watching it, it NWA World. like, oh, my God, yeah. this is for the NWA title. Like, it didn't feel like it would now if you turn on TV. You're like, ah, who cares? It's the NWA there. You know, Billy Corgan runs him. Like, he beats him. And he's, you know, he's gushing. Like, they, they got color. And he wins the NWA title. Like, it was so awesome. It was so cool. That's one of the coolest live wrestling moments. And it was something that no one may remember ever. <laughs> and it's like, God. And, and uh, you don't have to talk about the show too much, but like, we know, we knew who it was and we knew the second it happened. Like, I remember I grabbed your arm when the lights went out. I went, oh my God, Jericho's here. Like, I knew exactly <laughs> it was Jericho, but I still marked like a kid. But still nuts. Because he like, had the penta mask, and you're like, whoa! <laughs> like Jericho's in a Pentagon Junior outfit. 
you know, and then and then you guys got to see Okada. And then Kota Ibushi. And then Kota Ibushi yeah, comes Kota out. With the Rey Mysterio. You're like, what? Like, it's just so <laughs> weird. It was such a cool show, man. It was just so cool. And we got to watch MJF getting a, an opportunity when he wasn't anything. Yeah, when he, he was when supposed he to be in the Rumble. Cross. He was supposed to be in that Battle Royal. And then we're like, huh? And yeah, he was the uh, the singles match. Yeah, he gets, uh, gets beat by Matt Cross in the opener. Yep. Crazy, crazy. And that the, uh, the four women was really good, but yeah, no, I'm 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 done ranting. <laughs> I just uh, how fun uh, that show was, man. Oh, that was, <laughs> was great. That was so great, and it sucks because I'm like, where can we buy it? Like physical disc. I, I got to see if Fight TV maybe has it because that's one I want to relive because they don't have it on New Japan World anymore. I used to go oh, back and, and randomly watch it, but yeah, see, that's Harold Mays' fault. Yep. <laughs> Screw Harold you Mage. deserve what fault. you get, Harold Mage. That's a bitch. lot. Can't watch Mega and Pentagon, even though we just watched it last week on Dynamite. Um, but also, uh, some unfortunate <laughs> news. Uh, Kylie Ray announced um, that she is not well, and she is no longer a professional wrestler. Um, you know, unfortunate such a wonderful talent. You know, Smiley Kylie. I mean, it was just a, uh, you know, she was that character, uh, the Bailey of the indie scene, but you know, uh, phenomenal talent in the ring for sure. Uh, we got to even see a little bit of her, uh, death match, side, uh, in recent months, which was a lot of fun to kind of see the clips on the internet there. Um, you know, of course, you know, signed to AEW then, you know, was released, uh, you know, of course, uh, mutually. And then, you know, had, had a little thing back, uh, and, and of course, uh, she no showed the, the last event there, uh, where apparently she was supposed to win the Impact Women's Championship, um, but of course that went to uh, uh, Sue Young, I want to say. Uh, yeah, I will get to mind. that here. It is Impact uh, 60 second review, but um, uh, but yeah, Kylie Ray, you know, hanging up her boots there, uh, and of course all these smiles, unfortunately, are uh, turned upside down for a little bit. But uh, glad, hope she gets the help that she uh, that she needs, or you know that that she just gets uh, you know gets well. Uh, Ryan, thoughts on uh, on the little bit of Kylie Ray that we have seen? Yeah, I mean, I I I can one hundred percent after the last like eight weeks of my life where I can I can truly say I sympathize with her and I understand having having a when you hit rock bottom and you have mental thoughts that you can't control and so I mean I I get it like I would have never said I get it before. But now I can say I get it, and it sucks, and it, it ruins your day. Like I've left work uh, prematurely for these things lately, and it's just it, I feel bad for her because yeah, you're in an industry where you know it's not like it's not like you're working a nine to five desk job where you can leave and come back the next day and finish your work. You know, you're you're a professional wrestler. You have dates to fulfill. You have obligations, and you know maybe she realized that this just isn't the right profession because if I have something like this and I need to, you know, kind of like Morrow, if I need to get away, you can't just get away in pro wrestling. Yeah. And so I, I, I commend her, you know, for, for backing off and trying to get what she needs. And, you know, maybe she comes back one day and it'd be awesome because she's a great worker. You know, Zelo yeah. Pro in, in Illinois started with her as their, their crown jewel and that's where she got going. Wow. She did a lot of freelance in Illinois. Um, AEW in Illinois, so like, you know, she's a Midwest staple, and that's why I know yeah. of her. 
But on, on the flip side, it's like she's got to realize that she may never get a big contract in wrestling anymore because as a, as a promoter with that mentality, like I can't, if I'm a book, and, and I'm not trying to say anything bad about her, but like, no, if, yeah. If if I'm a booker, I can't put her in a long in a long term storyline mm-hmm. because I don't know if, if this will happen again. So, you know, it, it hinders her with that wrestling. But like, you know, she's like, I want to come do a one shot. Shit, yeah. What's your rate? I'll book you. You know for sure. So I think that's the only downfall for her. Like that sucks. Is I understand why you did the retirement instead of just stepping away because, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to scare promoters off because you did this to two, two of the four or five biggest companies in America now. But on her end, I understand, like, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm living that right now where, yeah, you know, I may be sitting here playing a video game and five minutes later, I just start crying because my life is so wild right now. And I don't, I can't control it. And mentally I'm not there. Minnesota wild. They're dog shit too. And I, you know, so I can't control things and I get how she can't control her emotions and needed Mm -hmm. to step away for whatever reason. But, you know, maybe, maybe the public spotlight just isn't the best move. And I almost commend her for stepping away. It sucks. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Oh yeah. I mean, she was, and she, like I said, she seemed like she was her gimmick where she was just a happy person. Seemingly, you know, we thought doing what she loved and, and I'm sure it is, but you know, again, I'm, I'm sure there are aspects that, you know, she just doesn't agree with, or, you know, maybe a lot of it is just, you know, unfortunate circumstances here, but, um, God, where was I going to go with that? Uh, so thank you for opening up, you know, as, as well. And, you know, well, it's be the best well. ways to do it. Yeah. You know, we got our listeners, they, you know, they should know what's going on. <laughs> um, and then kind of, oh man, where was I going to go with this? Anywho, but yeah, just, just very unfortunate. Uh, oh, this is where I was going. I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Uh, a, a little joke, of course, you know, not true, but um, you know, I, she did say that she's, no longer a pro wrestler, Ryan. Could she possibly be swerving and becoming oh a sports entertainer? If she does, she is going <laughs> to piss all of her fans off. <laughs> oh my God. Because God bless her. like America. the thing I thought of. I was like, oh, what? She's signed to the E. You know, but here's the thing is the worst part is that's not an outlandish thought because that's what this goddamn company does to us. <laughs> Can you, can, do you imagine right now Vince McMahon is sitting, and I don't want to turn this into a Vince McMahon rant on a Kylie Ray topic that was Who's getting the uh, the last dance treatment, by the way, on Netflix <laughs> is going to get a four-part documentary. Vince McMahon is sitting in his office smiling because in his, I mean, let's let's not forget, he he once said he wishes he could take the, the word wrestling out of the company. Yeah. He now runs a company who had their biggest quarter profit in the history of their company. I didn't even bother to, to, to post about the con call because I was so disgusted listening to it on how dog shit these people are. They broke every money record in quarter three during COVID. Wow. And now he knows that it worked by not traveling, mm-hmm. by doing this and that. He now controls who the sound tech team cheers and boos 
So he gets to pick who is babyface and who's heel, whether they like it or not. He Do you think he's going to build a billion-dollar Jerry Jones-esque type of stadium I mean, who knows? so he could hold events at? This dude literally is probably jerking it because he can now – and I'm saying that because it's after 8 o'clock – that he's like, I get control what the fans want. And he gets to pick and choose who gets booed and cheered. This is what he wants. It's a movie. Mm-hmm. It's a live action movie. He's doing it right now. You know, he, I mean, look, look at the, look at the, the, the goddamn high school drama we watched in the opener at Hell in the Cell. <laughs> I watched oh, him God. sit there and talk to him the whole time. Like they, they just talk to each other the whole time. We're gonna have the same match, but in a cell. Yeah, it's just like this guy is loving his life right now. Literally. Yeah, he's getting a movie on him. He's doing this. He's making billions upon, or millions upon millions. Uh, Yeah, like you were saying, the highest profitable this company's been in a long, long time. There is no, no. What's getting his due. Nobody can do a 2016 or whatever Philadelphia Royal Rumble where they hijack the show. Like, that mm-hmm. doesn't happen anymore because he gets to pick and choose how the crowd cheers now. And he gets and to pick and choose. That thing on his, on his TV sets, he's put a different fan on there. Mm-hmm. Just like, can't be Nick and Matt Jackson because they're banned. <laughs> I'm posing like the Young Bucks right now. It's just, it's just, like so when you when you say the professional wrestling, oh my god, that's a, like Vince. That, that's Vince. Tell him you're retiring from professional wrestling because you're joining Spark Entertainment. <laughs> I mean, again, not too far fetched, but you know, again, be uh, well, Kylie Ray. It was great to see all the love uh, that she was getting all over on the interwebs. Uh, since her announcement. Speaking of the um, of VKM there uh, for a second there, of course, uh, Twitch, uh, everyone pretty much signed off um, off the page in defiance. Good for her uh, since they are independent contractors. Uh, but of course, WWE uh, made all of their uh, talents, again, who are independent contractors, um, cancel their Twitch, you know, can't do the streams, what have you. Now, rumor has it, Ryan, is they're looking to kind of create their own Twitch-like uh, system to essentially then force their performers now and not make any extra money to have people play video or watch people play video games and also possibly charge said uh, customer to watch their videos. What are your thoughts on this crazy, crazy drama of Twitch and the E over the last month here? I just don't give a shit. Does it make so you not stupid. want to support the product? Because that's how yeah, I kind of feel. Like, I'm... It's I, such like, a I'm weird... I'm not going to lie. I don't watch Raw. I don't watch SmackDown. I haven't watched NXT in six, seven weeks. Like, I have seven NXTs on my DVR. Same I here. don't watch it anymore. I don't care. The only reason I watch the pay-per-views is because I know we're going to talk about it. That's the only reason. I just... I don't care. This company just... Just, Honestly, you know why I have it? Their documentaries are really good. I teared up on the uh, the Undertaker, Randy Orton, A, the maturity that he has gone through um, was amazing to watch. His career 
Uh, meaning, of course, Randy Orton was it was just such a well done piece and and a, a forgotten rivalry and, and just such a mainstay. One of the better WrestleMania matches I remember I've ever saw. Um, their twenty one clash, and then of course forgetting their Hell in a Cell and the in between there, and you're like, wow, this was really flipping good. And then it made me think, wow, is Randy Orton one of the best there? But you know that documentary, their Bailey Chronicle, which was really cool. I will say their their WWE productions or their documentary stuff, it, it really is top notch. Sorry, I muted myself. I had a uh work incident that I just got a voicemail that I needed to uh, listen to. I apologize. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. Our, no, real but, life came into place because somebody might have the thing. So I uh, had to... Uh, woo, woo. But, um, but otherwise... Like, I shouldn't, just, shouldn't go to North Dakota. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, really? Him? Mr. Well, Beer? His, his sister had it, and then he went, his sister got positive on the 24th, and he left the 27th to go to North Dakota. So I was like, you better get your ass tested before you come back to work. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I didn't go. To, I didn't go get tested while I was gone. And I just landed now, and I, I'm gonna try to go tomorrow before work. <laughs> hey, mother of pearl! Not to he's not gonna go. Oh God. He's, wow. And yet he can't find an Uber stop. Um, <laughs> Hell no, 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 no. <laughs> and what a perfect segue into uh, the Hell in a Cell. I, I, know, it's, I know it's not 100% the, uh, the action. <laughs> it's not the whole, uh, oh, where did it go? Don't t- I, I know you said Uber stop, but I just got to do this. Uber facts. The most un. <laughs> nice, nice. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Is this a Conrad Morgan? commercial? <laughs> no, because they wouldn't play this. Why not, Doug? Who's tranquilo now, dickhead? <laughs> oh, a classic. <laughs> no, when I hear the woo, I just think of the I double O S double two four seven or whatever. <laughs> MLS number. There was There's a thread I saw that said uh, it was on uh, one of this uh, uh, wrestling shit post Facebook groups I'm a part of for some reason. But it was great because it was like, God, there's something about uh, a jeweler. One of them I hate. And then everyone just was like mocking all the uh, 19 million ads. Oh, you hate Steven Singer? <laughs> and then it was like, you mean Steven Singer? And then everyone was like ragging on that guy because everyone was, you know, having fun with it. You know, I was talking about all the different quotes and I was like, holy shit, that's that's funny. But it's it's great because it's like the old ads of, that I used to watch, you know, on TV. You know, we we don't watch commercials anymore due to the fact that we have DVRs and, and streaming options where you don't have to watch commercials and, and whatnot. But it's funny. I was like, wow, the ads are really doing something. You know, people <laughs> are, are memorizing all that shit. I mean, good and bad there. Good and bad. But uh, well, speaking when, of good and bad. When you came into the, uh, the soundboard tonight, I was listening to an old uh, commercial we had. I don't, I don't know if you caught it, and then I cut it off when you got in there. Oh no! I, I, I it's got the. Um, oh, what is the day? How does that song go? Buck Fever. That was one of them. <laughs> you remember that? Buck Fever. Oh my gosh! For the deer no. stand. Oh 
Yes, now I do. <laughs> but you go Bye to fmlsolutions.com. Uh, a few Bye deers Bye left for real. On the original uh, Pat Cat. Awesome, dude. It's got the uh, the first uh, WrestleCast commercial that I did where I played the Minoru Suzuki theme. I'm like, we got to go. The man's about to be here. Then it does the Kaze array. But it, it, <laughs> the Oh, wow. Show, it goes, do you like hot takes that make you say this? And then it's this announcer, uh, this Japanese announcer, and then Kobashi hits somebody with a burning hammer, and he goes, oh! <laughs> 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 I was laughing awesome. so hard. You want, a, you want a hot takes that make you go this? How did I... Oh, I was just getting smoked. <laughs> oh my God, it makes me appreciate Kenta Kobashi so much. One of the one of the greatest wrestlers I have ever seen in my entire life. Oh, Kobashi. Oh, give me a burning hammer. But as Alex mentioned here, let's go into Hell in a Cell. We'll run through Hell in a Cell before we preview. Uh, Dragon Gate, which starts in six hours, and DDT, which kicks in in about 90 minutes or so, but yeah. we'll, we'll get to those previews after Alex. 97 minutes. 90, 90, wait, no, it would be uh, uh, 103 minutes. minutes. 103 minutes, and then uh, six hours and 13 minutes. Earth. Man, that's bedtime. Jeez. <laughs> But you you said Hell in a Cell. Let's do it. I will say this. It was a a breezier show than expected, except all the Cell matches were like 25 minutes plus. Oh, my God. Especially the the opener. The the opener was like 41 minutes. It was like eight minutes into the show when, when it happened or something, and then it was like 51 minutes before the next match started. <laughs> I noticed the, the time jump on the thing, too. I was like, whoa, that what? And then the other ones were like seven minutes, and then like minutes, and then it was like four, four minutes. I'm like, what? Yeah, I mean, you, we, had a, we had a seven-minute, 50-second match, a seven-minute and 25-second match, and then a three-minute, 50-second match, and then the cells. Like, six matches, there was one match that was four and a quarter for me, maybe four and a half. Whoa. Probably the best match on the main roster all year. But of I course, really you're talking don't. about Otis and The Miz. Oh, my God. I, I couldn't low give key. a hot. Hey, I, I thought this, uh, this low-key match was kind of like a notch below of uh, uh, Lashley and Aleister Black, if you will. Uh, but one? I didn't mind the, the Jeff Hardy and Elias match for you know oh, kind of continuing I, I their story it. and feud. I, it wasn't that bad, but then again, I realized there was like two minutes of just Elias walking back and. So let me let me let me let without saying names, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lay a story out for you, and I want you to tell me what's what. So I need you to suspend disbelief of who's in this angle, okay? Okay. All right. WWE is announcing that they're going to release a iTunes album about one of their superstars. So because of that, the superstar is going to come on TV and he is going to perform two of the songs from the album for the crowd <laughs> because it's one of the most downloaded albums on iTunes last time they did this. So he comes out and does a song. And then as he starts the second song, another WWE superstar comes down and 
and interrupts it and trashes the set and hits him with his guitar. Then we get to the pay-per-view. He was and, the heel, right? Well, so, so that's your heel right now. Yeah. But then when we get to the pay-per-view, um, said heel um, can't beat the other guy. So he takes the guitar and he blasts him in the back again and gets himself disqualified. Mm-hmm. Okay. So why is Jeff Hardy the baby face? Why is Elias the heel? Yeah, it, exactly. But uh, that's why that's been Elias's uh, what makeshift character within the last what eight months since Mania, which he was a face at Mania. But I'm saying he, he flip flopped. Remember, he was like a, a heel, and then literally like the next week he was like a face, and then he went back. Like there was like four eight no. moments I, where he was I, like going I only back and remember forth. Remember, he was a baby face against Baron Corbin at WrestleMania. And then I don't think I've watched an Elias match. But then he was then. a murder. Yeah. He, well, he, did he get, no, he got murdered before the show. That was before the show. Yeah, because <laughs> then he made his return and beat Baron Corbin. No, oh, I don't remember that at all. I, I'm that was pretty mean. sure you're making that up. Probably, but regardless, Jeff Hardy's the baby face and Elias is the heel. When Elias is, is the baby I'm not going to lie. When I, when it, I heard the guitar play, because it Obviously, his back was on the camera. I had I I, I could have named one hundred wrestlers, but not Jeff Hardy. I was like, "Who's it gonna be? Is it?" So? And then when Jeff Hardy turned around, I was like, "What? How are he shredding that well?" And, and so then, I was really disappointed. And then on top of it, Elias does a song where once again they decide to use Jeff Hardy's alcoholism as an angle. This I don't this. Sucked. I don't care. This is dog shit. Get it off my television or my computer monitor. Why did I it waste better, my time? It was better than it? Otis getting hit in the shoulder by his former heavy oh machinery partner, Tucker. Uh, the shoulder, the head. You got hit the shoulder and was knocked out as the Miz takes over the money in the bank briefcase. I, I wow. just realized that I don't even have, um, I don't even have. A Hell in the Cell Microsoft Word doc. I didn't even review Whoa. it. I didn't even care to review it. I didn't even write it down. <laughs> so you hated Bobby Lashley taking on Slap, uh, Slapjack? Slap, slap Dick. Slapjack. <laughs> Why? Why? Oh, my God. So retribution is the focal point of your show. You have one of your guys get beaten under four minutes, and the next night you have Mia Yim get possessed. <laughs> That's happened? Yeah, I sent you a Snapchat of it. I thought she had a redacted. Uh, these were my notes on the match. I said Vince must be the true leader of the Hurt Business since Retribution is getting curbed. <laughs> oh, the only reason it happened. happened. And this this was my thing on the final. It happened. Lashley wins. Reading about Kathy Hilton joining Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was way more interesting. <laughs> LOL. Survivor Series match. Well, then after it's all over, and, and her business, of course. He's sitting there and he's got fuck T Bar and and who's the T Bar Slapdick and and Chili, Chili, and he's got T Bar and Chili, T Boz, T Bar. I get it. And uh, he's got like a DDT flatliner combo. There's no run in happening, so they're just standing there not doing the move. I'm like, what are you guys <laughs> doing? I, oh this, man! This match happened because Vince McMahon went, "Who in the hell didn't book Bobby Lashley?" <laughs> That's the only reason this match happened. We're having a lot. 
like Vince Lashley doesn't need to be. You're goddamn right. He needs to be out of his seat and straps. Okay, well, I guess we'll book Lashley against Slapjack. Do whatever you have to. Okay, well, Bobby Lashley's on the show now. That's why it was the semi-main event, is because they weren't planning on using Lashley, but Vince was so mad because of Lashley's physique. He wasn't on TV. <laughs> the only reason this match happened. This is stupid. Is, it's so Slapjack? It's Slapjack, Reckoning, T-Bar, and which one? And Mercedes Martinez? No, no, she got sent back to NXT. She, she got like <laughs> she went back like, to sling school. Like God blessed her and said, "You don't have to do this anymore." And she's like, "Thank you so much." And they're like, "We hate to inform you that you're going to NXT." And she's like, "Oh, why wouldn't no. you use her? You know, I don't know time in the business on the main roster." Because they only needed one woman, I guess, because they realized they didn't need to have two women in this group because there's not enough women on the roster. Yeah, but they could have, like, had her be, like, you know, uh, she escaped the cult, you know, that is retribution, and she's like, oh, "Oh," and then she becomes, like, you know, she fights them at SummerSlam 2021. Let's just put her back on NXT. (laughs) (laughs) Who is the fourth guy? T-Bar? Slapjack? Oh, is it And Chili. Mace? Mace what? and Beza? I, I literally cannot murder Mace. I literally cannot think of... Shane Thorne and Slapjack. Remember T-bar that song? It was Cameron and Mace. Is he goes, I'll get you that shit that Gretzky skate on. She goes, what you mean Gretzky skate on? <laughs> I'm talking. Oh, you're going to buy me diamonds? Bitch, shut the fuck up. <laughs> it goes in the car as hard as the carriage. <laughs> oh man, I had. I can't. Thing. I literally can't remember who the what the hell the other guy's name is. Dio Madden. Um. Oh my! I dude, I, I'm not even trying to be like a troll. I can't remember who the third guy's name is. Wait. It's, so it's ja, Jakovic, uh Dio Madden, Miriam, Ali, and then who's the other? Guy? Shane it's Archer, Deal, Shane Thorne, the guy from uh, TDMK, uh, the the mighty. No idea don't what that kneel. is. No idea. TMDK was the mighty don't kneel at Noah, and oh. then they joined WWE as TM61. It was Mikey Nichols and him. That guy's Australian, and he was trained by Marafuji. Yeah, they they were there were some wow. metal dudes. I can't remember what the I like. I truly can't remember oh, what he slapped Jack. Yeah, Slapjack is Shane Thorne. T-Bar is Dijack. I don't remember who... Oh, I think it is a mace, isn't it? Like like an actual mace. Like a weapon. Oh, yeah. Okay, it is. So, mace, T-Bar, Slapjack. And then I think Reckoning is uh, Mia Yim. Look, how, I'm going to say this, too. And this is what is the worst part about it. When this fails in the next week or two, because they've already had them lose every match since the draft. They got to wait till Survivor Series. That's where they got to get buried at. Literally, and they buried alive five-on-five match. <laughs> so, Donovan died, Jack. He'll be okay, right? Because he's wearing a mask, so you can do whatever you want with him. Yeah. Mia Yim, you'll be able to do what you want with. Deal Madden, who should have been in a program with Brock Lesnar, but uh, Paul Heyman got fired, so we don't know what will happen to him. And Shane Thorne will probably get released like Tucky. 
because we know Tucky's going down. Tucky, after turning on Otis, lost his first match on main event. That guy, oh my is, God. he's got future endeavor written on his forehead. <laughs> Isn't he like an amateur wrestler, like a yeah, good it, one? See it, Tucky. Um, you can you really do any? Like, can you? You can't repackage Mustafa Ali, can you? He's the same name. He has no mask, and he's the same person. Like he's, he's just got to be cocky. He's just got to be cocky. Just keep, like, be, keep being cocky, and it'll be fine. But I mean, like if 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 and when you kill in the next few weeks, retribution. How do you make any sense of Mustafa Ali now? You screwed him over. Yeah, he's done. You wow, you're not coming back from this. <laughs> like it's not. How does me and him come out of this? Like, obviously, she's strong she's wearing a mask, a wrestler. She say it wasn't her. And shout out to her having, I, like, this company's such dog shit that she had to protect herself when they were like, I can't believe they had Mia Yim faking an epileptic seizure on TV. And she had to come out and say, I, it was not an epileptic seizure. I would never do something like that. I was possessed. Which is horrifically stupid that she had to say that to begin with. But she's got to come out in public and try to defend herself because of how dumb this is. This is stupid. This angle sucks. There's nothing good about it. Why can this company not do anything right? They just can't. Because like, they're making money over fist in the history of this company like, by okay, doing check this. this out. Check this out. RevPro has had four like, shows since the reboot, right? The, the, the first night, um, you had Will Ospreay defeat Ricky Knight Jr. Okay. I think, or no, it might not have been, no, it was, it was, it was Osprey Michael Oku against Ricky Knight Jr. and Carl Fletcher and Ricky mm-hmm. Knight Jr. pins Will Osprey. And then on the second show, Ricky Knight drops his, his random junior title he has to Michael Oku. Then the third night you have Ricky Knight Jr. get a big victory, which sets up on the fourth night where he wins again and he calls out Will Osprey for the title, in which, or he, because he, and then Kyle Fletcher goes, Hey man, just because you won in that tag match, let's not forget, because oh, I think, I think he beat Fletcher on that night. He goes, Don't call out a title shot. Let's not forget, I'm the number one contender. So you better wait in line. But they literally had Ricky Knight pin Osprey, lose his secondary title, and then get two big wins to call out the champ to get the rematch. Mm-hmm. That's how you build somebody. It's that hard. It's that rocket science. Put people in line to get victories. They have Mia Yim, who's one of the most talented women on the roster, having a being possessed. She's itching herself like she's a crackhead. Well, Somebody she possessed by. When did Mia sense. Yim become a crackhead? That was tweeted at her. <laughs> like she's How embarrassing like, for her. thrusting and rolling on her head and screaming. And the referee's going, I don't know what's going on. The one that looks like Mike Morano. Oh, yeah. Drake. I, I just, and, and then you get MVP sitting there stunned. Like, I just, and then in the midst of all this, we see MVP get rolled up and eliminated. It's like, what is <laughs> going on with this company? Oh, my God. Let's just, can, let's, can we just blow through the rest of this? Do you want to, like, let's talk the three cell matches and get to the good two shows we got to preview because I'm going to get really irritated. I just I, we haven't talked about to to listen to that. Uh, Roman Reigns, Jey Uso. You know, I thought a continued story, even though it was literally the exact same match as uh, the previous show was at Clash of Champions. Um, but you know, it had some good spots. Um, 
especially when Roman Reigns, you know, said, you know, I'm the travel chief. Say you, you know, this and that again. You know, a lot of talking, but again, progressed the story well. This time, of course, the the tables sort of turned there. Um, as Jimmy runs in, you know, guards his brother, pleads with Roman, and then Roman, you know, he kind of gets that guillotine shot on him, and then Jay, of course, so his injured brother can uh, not be on the shelf any more longer. Uh, so again, he says, "I quit," even though again his brother threw in the towel. Uh, during the, the, the previous match. So, again, uh, I don't know why you would protect him and be like, you dick. Uh, you had me lose the first time. Uh, but, you know, again, Roman Reigns, I, I do like this side as that is the most cliched mark thing you could say. Uh, you know, again, but it's not too bad. If it seemingly does as it looks to build to the rock, if we do, if we are able to see that with a, you know, a crowd, albeit, you know, whatever size, I think that could be a damn good match, of course. Be great on a big, big stage. I mean, the way this storyline is building, it's going to that, um, and that would be tremendous. But uh, dad comes out, his uncle comes out, you're like, Whoa, I have a secret, what's going on? Uh, it was really funny, uh, all the memes yeah, afterwards. But, uh, <laughs> but Reigns gets anointed, he leaves his champ still, and and uh, you know, of course, we already know what actually, I don't know what happens. I watched SmackDown, uh, the main event, uh, uh, we have a new WWE deal. champion. As Randy Orton defeats Drew McIntyre. No, hold on, hold on. Before before you jump into that one, uh, Jay Uso turned heel by beating up Daniel Bryan and winning his match to join the Survivor Series team against Raw. Yep. And he said, "I understand now, Uso to Roman." He said, "I understand now." To just beat up Daniel Bryan. Yeah, then he beat him up. But hey, I'll see this about, I'll see this real quick about the hell this match, and we'll go into that. God forsaken. Wait, I thought event. he was kicked out, out from the table if he lost this match and his wife. But he understands now, Oos. But he still didn't say he's the tribal chief. No, but but he understands. He understands. Now, Oos. But Oos. Can't forget Oos because they say Oos a lot. <laughs> um, if you would have took the, the Roman Uso match and made it 25 minutes instead of 41. Mm-hmm. And if he went to put him in, like, the weakest triangle choke for the finish, and on top of that, if Jay would have... Like, if I'm Jay Uso, I would have just stood up and started kicking him. I wouldn't have quit. Whoa. I would have just started beating on him. But, regardless of those nitpicks, I was intrigued a little bit when I watched it live. I was like, holy shit, they're really doing something here that hasn't pulled me in in a while. Mm-hmm. But... The match was so boring. Like, it, nothing happened. And then when Roman finally decides to drop kick the stairs into his head against the ring post, he oh, turns the so flying cool. back and, and, like, hits him. And then he picks up the stairs to throw him in the <laughs> ring. And he whiplashes the rope and almost takes his own head off with it. Like, they had a lot of good great. things. After and that, they had a lot of Failed. I mean, it was it was a great idea. Like he could have kicked it a little bit harder, yeah. but I understand. Like whatever, we're protecting people, so I'm not going to downgrade that. No, but but, but man, after that drive-by, the ref says Jay is out, and then Roman's like, "No, you're out." And then he threw threw the ref out of the ring. I thought was a brilliant <laughs> heel tactic. I thought yeah, that was so they had to, like they don't, like to not no, it. There was some stuff that was pretty good in it. Like I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But I'm just like it doesn't need this doesn't need to be 41 minutes. <laughs> no, no. So long. That's when you have that four man car going in. You're like, oh yeah, we're gonna Bobby Lashley because he's in catering. 
Damn it, we got to fill time. Put in Lashley versus Slapjack. Uh, Orton ducks the Claymore, hits RKO, wins the championship from Drew McIntyre. <laughs> what did you think of the McIntyre experiment after defeating Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 36 at the Performance Center so uh, to nobody? I've been saying to you that I think that he, um, that he, at SummerSlam, I was like, well, Better he's going to be Kofi's reign year after year. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I said, oh, he's going to beat him at SummerSlam. And then at Clash Champions, they go, oh, he's going to beat him here. Yeah. Hell in a cell, okay, he's going to beat him here. Because obviously, you're doing Orton Edge for the title. So I'm just, I was like, why are they continuously having, dragging this on? Oh, because they don't know what else to do. Well, now they're going to do Orton, Wyatt, whatever. But <laughs> Why is Orton always the guy in these transitional feuds? How, but this time he wins the title. For, for hey, can you tell me um, uh, the, the last Monday night Raw of, of October of 2010, 10 years ago, who the world champion was on Raw? Uh, the Randy Orton. Yep. And who was the money in the bank holder? Otis. No, the Miz. Yeah, agree. Yeah. Ten years later, the same two are happening. What I said to you a couple months ago, I'm having weird flashbacks because MVP's in the U.S. title match, Shelton Benjamin's wrestling, yeah. Jeff Hardy's wrestling, Sheamus. Like, dude, it's Miz and Orton are the money in the bank and the champion again. It's the, the Bruce thing. Pritchard effects. Like oh he's always said on his podcast, nostalgia is the thing that wins out, and people want to see established stars instead of making stars. That was his Bruce. excuse all through the Attitude Era after and after. He was like, these are the guys who are already established. That's who they want to see. That's what they Bruce didn't really Pritchard teach anyone. Is the most overrated booker in the history of pro wrestling. He well, is yeah. He is no different than Russo, just on a different level. Russo just did some outlandish and stupid shit and tried things that didn't work. Bruce Pritchard doesn't know how to make a star. And it's the epitome of what pisses me off about the WWE is they do not know how to make but a star. But that's what's happening right now, though, because he's there doing it. Yeah. And they can't make a star. They can't make a nope. star for the life of them. People, people argue, well, Drew McIntyre is a star. No, he became a star when he got fired and, and ran through Dragon Gate USA Evolve and Impact and made himself a legitimate star. And they said, well, shit, we better swoop him up before somebody else does. Mm-hmm. They didn't make him. They're, this company doesn't make stars. No. I've said that you know what they one. do make? $221.6 million. Yeah, it sucks, but it's true. They and, make. And, and, you know, so, like, you get Randy Orton who climbs up the cage. Like, if you're Drew McIntyre, why would you follow him? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going up. I, okay, fine, you're the, you're the resilient baby face. You're going to go up there. But then they yeah, climbed. Yeah, but he fell into the table spot. No, he didn't fall. He jumped. Remember he, he hit his hands? Did, sort of. Did, like, as many times as we've seen those bumps, was that literally not looked? Like, that looked like the worst of all of them. Orton slams his head off the cage and then grabs mm-hmm. the cage with two hands to hold on, and then, or, or then McIntyre jumps. Orton wasn't even touching him. <laughs> Did you watch that or Rikishi over 100 times? Rikishi way up. better. At least he got punched. 
Because then WWE decides to show their 9,000 fucking replays with the camera shaking, yeah. and they choose to show a replay that shows that Orton didn't even touch him when he jumped. <laughs> like, why are you doing Kevin Dunn? What the hell? It was dog shit. Yeah. And then, you know, because we're not a blood and guts company, we're going to put a blood capsule in his mouth so he can spit up blood. Like, it's, it, it, get off my television. There was Orton one had that thing red wild on this show. One thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. And that was the true main event. Are you talking yeah, about the thing Randy Orton had up on top? Yeah. Yeah, like he comes out of he, he, all of a sudden they get up top, and here comes Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> God, it's just suck. I hate this company so bad. But then they give you matches like Bailey uh, and Sasha Banks because, you know, Bailey's the champ for like over a year, and it's pretty rad. And she's changed her character. 380 day reign. Uh, for this one, and my God, we finally get it, Ryan. We've been wanting this for over two years, it seems like, where they've been building and building, and oh, we'll make them tag champs, and oh, we're going to go on sabbatical, and oh, Satomura is going to go to NXT UK, and oh, we're, you know, going to get this and that, and finally, we get it in a cell, Sasha Banks appearing in all of the Women's Hell in the Cell matches, which is pretty awesome, uh, and boy, did it start off right away at Sasha delivers two meteoras, uh, and then one, you know, kind of nailing a Bailey against the cell there. But uh, I'm gonna let you take this. You you love these two. You are a Sasha Banks mark. Shout out Mandalorian season two. Um, I think Bailey. I, I've rewatched some clips of you know her title run. You know, of course, the video package and everything. I know you're not the biggest fan of it, but I would say give the devil her due. And I thought you know from what she's done and transformed. I thought this was a really good match, and over the course of 2020, I thought Bailey has had some pretty good women's matches. But uh, they they throw us down. The chemistry, of course, is impeccable with these two. And you know, I thought this was a great match to add to their long list uh, of many more matches in their resume. And it was fantastic. Like I said, I went four and a quarter, four and a half. I don't really know one of the two. Regardless, that's a notebook match. That's a great match. Like it was, it was awesome. They, you know. Sasha Banks continues to fill my love of women's wrestling as the American version of Mayu Iwatani, of somebody who doesn't give a shit about her neck, uh, taking sunset flip bombs <laughs> into the turnbuckle chairs. I, I mean, they did stuff that was awesome. I don't know what the hell Bailey tried to do when she was taping those kendo sticks together, but I'm glad they both just said screw it and abandoned the spot because there's too many people in WWE that would never abandon the spot and they would keep trying to make it work. But they're smart mm-hmm. enough to go, this is stupid, let's move on. And they did, and I love them for that. This is the best feud in the company, the most well-built thing. My Years. Only, the only thing that I wish would have happened is, like you said, years. This is their feud, right? Mm-hmm. Why couldn't you have dragged it out to Mania? Or with a crowd, because that's all I kept yeah. thinking about was, wow, with a live audience, no matter well, the size. Have a crowd. Like, they're going to yeah. do it at Raymond James Stadium again. They'll probably get 20000 Yeah. So, you could have done it there. You still could have done the cell if you want to. I think this match would have been just as good without the cell. Now, they had some really cool spots with the cell. Uh, Sasha Banks I like how they utilize the bigger weapons later instead of early on. Like they usually do in those matches. Oh, and she's throwing more meteoras than Shima. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, 
mean, think about it. It, it. This is a point that somebody brought up to me. And, you know, you're, you're an ECW guy, I feel. Um, yep. you, like, you know some ECW history. Yes. This is Sabu and Taz. They should never have touched until Mania. When, when she attacks Sasha, you break them up, take Sasha off for a little bit, you bring her back, but they never touch. Every time Sasha tries to get to her, something happens where it doesn't happen. You never have them touch until Mania. Because when Sabu and Taz finally touched at that Barely Legal show, the crowd didn't sit down. Because they <laughs> went two years almost without touching each other. No tag matches, nothing. Mm-hmm. The thing that killed me about this match is a week after, a week before this, Bailey beat Sasha Banks on on SmackDown. I I wasn't aware that happened. And, and I, I forgot to upload this, but I'm going to play this for you right now because this shows the amount of continuity idiocracy that this company doesn't understand. But mm-hmm. Let me let me make sure I have this up here. Okay, um, I'm going to play something for you. If you don't understand, let me know, but hopefully you can hear this. Okay. Michael Cole said one and all inside of Hell in a Cell, right? Yep. All right. Then this. <laughs> womp womp. So, so you just told me that she's one and all inside Hell in a Cell. When the one and all meant she beat her on SmackDown, but you don't even understand the product enough to put it over correctly. And then <laughs> you minutes later go, she has never been in the cell. And I would go, oh, God. this is destined for failure already because they don't even have enough respect to do the justice of the angle. Come on. You finally have a profitable year. And your senior the- commentator doesn't understand what the hell he's even talking about. And yeah. Vince, is in his flippant ear. Like, come on. It, it, so it, it's just, it's destined to fail. And immediately it took me out of it because I'm going, Bailey's never been in a hell of a cell. What an old, that just means she won on SmackDown. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, she's never been in a hell. Well, dude, are you stupid? You just said she was said it, yeah. And then, and this is where I give those two so much credit. Credit that they, they don't get. And I, I'm, I'm gonna, what I'm going to say, I'm sure nobody picked up. Maybe you did because you're a smart mind. But I don't think anyone picked this up. When she put her in the bank statement with the folding chair, she made oh, sure yeah. to flip the chair around. So the chair in Bailey's face showed 0-1. Oh. And, and then she choked her out going, no, you're 0-1 against me in the cell. <laughs> <laughs> Coincidence or not, that is something I believe they did on purpose. Also, these women went into this match with Sasha Banks wearing white and Bailey wearing black. Mm-hmm. Heel face. They told this like if you were somebody who just has never seen this before, you would gravitate towards Sasha being the baby because she has the bright white colors. They told that story. And Bailey, who had a nice upbringing and, you know, way back when doing shimmer type stuff, Portia Perez is one of the biggest heels in that company's history. She wore gear that mimicked her gear and oh, did wow. it all black. 
Now, mind you, you get Corey Graves going, my God, that looks like Porsche Perez if you don't know who that's gear. You don't need to sh- – don't ram that down their throats. If people understand it, they understand it. They don't, they don't. But now you're telling people about somebody who's not even in the company and nobody gets it. Just let it <laughs> organically happen. Like, they went so far and above and beyond to make this match that great, and they could even put together the fact that one of them has never even been in the match. That's what pisses me off. <laughs> All those little nuances show you that Sasha Banks and Bailey get pro wrestling when they're of the given game. the opportunity. Oh yeah, I'm wearing an old tag partner's gear, who's the biggest douchebag in the company's history. I'm wearing black because I'm a heel. I'm wearing white because I'm a baby face. I'm gonna have a chair that says I want to know flipped into my face to show that I'm 0 and 1 while I get choked out. All these little things are so good, and it. It doesn't even take three minutes into the match where the commentary already botches the history of the two. <laughs> it just sucks. Like, come on, man. This, 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 like we said, you know, this was one where they, they easily could have put into mania, into a, a crowd setting, into a big pyro uh, thing, where, you know, a spectacle, I should say, where then, you know, that's your co co main events, uh, you know, of course, with Rousey and Lynch, <clears throat> r- rumored, of course, but uh, yeah, I mean, but other other than that, I thought this was a good way to, you know, even though the cells to be the uh, atypical end of a rivalry, so it, it's kind of fun how it's, you know, kind of the start, even though uh, that SmackDown match existed, which I didn't know happened, but uh, overall, a, a fantastic match. Again, the true main events, which there was the rumors uh, a week uh, before the show that they were they were going to go uh, going to close the show with that, but of course went middle of the road there. But uh, overall, it looks like Ryan gives it uh, the show overall a a nay, that is for sure. But um, yeah, I, I would say uh, out of all the matches to watch, definitely Bailey Sasha Banks is is the way to go. Um, speaking of way to go, as we said, uh, just starting. Within uh, an hour and ten minutes, uh, DDT Ultimate Party is uh, is is coming back. I, I know we were huge DDT heads, especially when they were doing their weekly shows uh, early on in the COVID nineteen stages uh, in the spring there. And and you know we we've watched you know of course their Peter Pan shows, a few of their uh, their their summer party um, as well. But um, again, Ultimate Party starts of course with the big storyline of. Nation members facing each other out in the main event here. Of course, uh, the KOD open weight title Tetsuya Endo, uh, the champion taking on Daisuke, Daisuke Sasaki. <laughs> uh, of course, with Sasaki. Yeah. <laughs> Sasaki being I, the brother. I had with... so bad. No, totally, totally. <laughs> nope, we were just getting into the uh, the ultimate party here, uh, kind of starting with the main event. Um, you know, of course, Tetsuya. And an hour two, by the way. Yep, yep. Starting at uh, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Uh, of course, uh, Kenny Omega was supposed to be the original opponent for Endo here, but of course, travel restrictions stopped that. But again, you have the storyline of Damnation members going one on one. But of course, with the crazy stipulations of if Sasaki loses Ryan, what happens? Uh, he is out of DDT. Yes, not just and- the stable. 
Well, and, and like I had said too, is I thought it was going to be one of those things where this is his ploy to do like the best of the super juniors. But now, I mean, does he beat Endo tonight? No, I don't think he does either. Because he's going to become a sports entertainer. No, no, no! I just ranted about WWE. No, maybe do it again about Daisuke Sasaki. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm really intrigued because I mean, I like just that won the title. Like that stipulation to me says that Daisuke Saki pulls out the victory, but I just I don't see them having to see Endo lose already. Who's back to damnation have? That's my one question I have. Is that play in the outcome of the match? <sighs> I don't know. Who's Mad Polly going to splash? In the long run. <laughs> it's going to be an interesting uh, match. I, I could see them going to Saki and then him just coming back in like six months. What, and what's, what, what, what I like about it, too, because you mentioned the Mad Polly thing, is originally Sasaki was like, we're, gonna, we're turning on you, Endo, and we're going to form damn hearts. And then, and then yep. they all stopped, and Endo's like, ah, it's actually going to go the other way. And then they whoop his ass, you know? I don't, I don't know. Like it's, it's going to be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, I. Yeah, if he God. can't beat Endo, he's going to retire. He will flee Japan in shame and go find a job in another country where he can work three days a week with no early morning shifts. Is what he, what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but he hates American beer, so it can't be America. Um, <laughs> man, that's that, that's a tough one. I'm but I'm I'm gonna go Endo. I, I think he's he's gonna keep the strap, and somehow they're gonna work because it's DDT. And they're gonna work Sasaki back somehow within about six months. Maybe if Omega wins, when they do you know he faces off with Endo? Uh, maybe if Omega wins, uh, Sasaki gets reinstated. Well, I've and, seen and crazy shit in the DDT stipulation. That's for sure. Like, do you think do you think Omega really goes back? To DDT in Japan with what's going on if it's not a title match. Like, I don't I don't think he does. Just a rando. Just for the uh potential uh, New Japan workmanship again? Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's just it's interesting because right now I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah. I that, I think that's what makes this match so exciting for me is I really don't know what's going to happen. Like it, it goes live at ten o'clock tonight. I'm gonna watch this whole show and then go to bed after. Like, I'm going to watch Ultimate Party, and then I'll watch Dragon Gate tomorrow, which we'll get to in a minute. But I just, I don't know what's going to happen. So, it's going to be intriguing. It's going to be really intriguing. But what about this this uh, semi-main event, man? This has been oh. a building-up feud for months mm-hmm. between All Out and uh, uh, Akiyama Goon. I'm I'm loving how um again this this is going to be a hard hitting match. Junakiyama uh has a lot left in the gas tank still. Uh but you know Takashita's looking to reclaim, you know, that A status within DDT. So having phenomenal uh part of the year, especially during the COVID uh weekly shows that DDT had and the wonderful feud uh with Yoshihiko, uh not only with Takashita, but of course the all out brethren there. Uh, again, go back and watch that whole stretch of two months, and, and you will not be sorry. But uh, June Akama, this is going to be a hard-hitting suplexes, body slams, chops, 
drop kicks. I don't know. Uh, Akashita is going to surprise Akiyama in some ways. I'm sure Akiyama's you know stop a senton uh, or a swanton somehow, maybe with a kick to the back of the head. Something's going to happen. We're going to see some random cool counter, but uh, I. I'm hoping Sakashita starts getting the, uh, you know, that wind and, and back in that main event scene, and hopefully he gets the win with Uncle Jr. Uh, what do you what do you think about this Universal Title match? Yuki Ueno getting a shot against Chris Brooks. Yuki Ueno was the last big challenger for Tetsuya Endo. Nautilus lost the KOD Tag Titles when Brooks attacked Ueno. Mm-hmm. This could be the show stealer. This could be the match. Like Yuki Ueno, as every Brooks match usually is. And, and like, uh, but but I'm looking at Ueno too. Like, dude, I mean, I, you know, I look at my um my mid year awards, and I think Nautilus was my number two tag team of the year. Whoa, that's awesome! And he's, you know, hit him and Naomi uh, Yoshimura. But Ueno's good, man. This could be really fun. I do agree, though, the Brooks thing. Yeah, I, I love how there's a a championship on the line, of course, with the Universal uh, title there, but. Yeah, uh, Yuki Ueno uh, could probably make a, a name for himself uh, on the singles route there, but uh, I could see Brooks retain. But yeah, this is going to be a uh, holy shit type of match. <laughs> it's going to be good. You're going to say it at least twice. At least twice. Uh, good tag match. Harashi Marafuji against Shima Soma Whoa! in combination. Harashi, uh, Harashima and Naomi Marafuji against Shima Soma Takao. Shima's been getting... all over social media posting about Shima Soma. This is gonna be awesome. awesome. This, this was supposed to be really awesome. Japan too. This is gonna be really uh, great. Wow. Yeah, this is gonna be a fun ass tag match. They went a different route and did the uh, match with um, who was it? It was uh, uh, Akito and I think Mao maybe against uh, uh, Har- Harash. Uh, no, it was it was Marafuji. Uh, was it Marafuji and and uh, Morish or? Marafuji against Akito, uh, Akita. No, well, I can't think of the damn match at, at Peter Pan. It was it was uh, Asuka and somebody mm-hmm. else. Um, let Asuka me started? see here. Oh, I forgot about Maki. You know, there at Peter Pan, that was tight. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Marafuji and Shima and Asuka and Mao. Yep, yep. Because I I nicknamed them Marushima. Yeah. Okay. So it was Hiroshima and Fuji, sir. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it was that, and it was it was Mao and and uh, and Asuka. That's who yep. it was. But uh, yeah, I mean, when they when they did that match, I mean, it was like, they were just badass, and, and the way that they worked it, and now it's Shima and Soma to cow. Like this is gonna be good, Shima Soma. I'm excited for this, man. This is that yeah, this, uh, that, that damn if, hard. If we get N one Fuji, this is going to be a hell of a match, and. Uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to see that. Uh, wow, I might have to stay up for this uh, for this event too. <laughs> it's but. Hard for an hour. Do you want to do you want to give a sayonara to our live listeners here real quick as we finish previewing this in Dragon Gate? Uh, let them know what's going down, sir. Yeah, listen to the rest rest of on Apple, Spotify, uh, Radio, Spreaker, uh, sure, just by searching Strong Style Media or WrestleCast Radio. Of course, also on BlogTalkRadio.com forward slash WrestleCast. Sorry, forward slash Strong Style. And don't forget, seven styles, seven different shirts, $19.99 over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast. Also on Twitter at WrestleCast underscore SSM and at Facebook at WrestleCast Radio. What do you got on Fridays there, Ryan, around the Twitch? 
Pro Wrestling Summit. We have our last big show before our Wednesday mid-quarter pay-per-view. We have uh, the team of Shitaro Ashino, Kazuchika Okada, and Will Ospreay taking on Strong Big Japan, Daisuke Sasaki, Yuji Okabayashi, and Balter setting up our tag title and heavyweight title matches um, coming up on November. Forget the vote. Uh, yeah. So next up, we have DDT Extreme title match. Uh, Shinya Aoki against Denshiro Takagi. Uh, they're going to do a rumble. rumble. That's, and that's, that's, I love it. I, they're always fun. Well, yeah. How many totes are going to see uh, Takagi go through? Uh, 29? <laughs> Is Aoki going to give him just like a stiff roundhouse kick? Uh, like you said, what was it? The, the AR-15 that uh, Nakajima does? Yeah, the, the and, then, and then Takagi falls off a scaffold on like 79 totes and they all explode. <laughs> Do we see Legos? I know that's more of a mild thing. But. And the, um, the, the build-up paragraph that I got in front of me is always is, is fun too. It says, it has been nigh of impossible for wrestlers to take the DDT Extreme title from Shinya Aoki. The championship that is defended under many different rules has been over Aoki's shoulders since March. And no amount of DDT foolishness has slowed him down. He defended the belt in a blindfold hidden broad death match held in the center of an empty site Thomas Super Arena. Mm-hmm. He defended it uh, in a false court anywhere match to celebrate the end of Japan's lockdown. He even defended the belt against Maku Doratu, which we all know that's the horny Ronald McDonald. Nothing seems to stop the MMA <laughs> veteran. Only one man is left to stop him, and he is just the player that needs him to succeed. It's Danshiro Takagi and the Weapon Rumble. There's one problem, though. Aoki hasn't signed the contract yet and would rather forfeit the title than do that match. Probably serves DDT right for promoting the match before Aoki's signature, but they might have figured out the reason why I came to this. Takagi suggests that Aoki has a phobia of signing contracts because it reminds him too much of his marriage and divorce. He had to sign a marriage <laughs> certificate as he had to sign the divorce papers. Maybe those memories left him mentally scared. Uh, Takagi does not want to become champion by default and is determined to make the match happen one way or another. This turns out to be a negotiation tactic to drop the weapons rumble stipulation, then Takagi will agree to it. So that's Aoki trying to get out of it, it seems like. Anything mm-hmm. to ensure that Aoki shows up to Oda Ward to defend his title. I can't blame Aoki for his paranoia about this. The weapons used in the weapon rumbles are just as much for psychological pain as they are for physical damage. What if his ex-wife shows up as a weapon? Probably not. From what I could find, it sounds like they had a really nasty split. One thing is maybe too upsetting to make fun by of by reuniting them in the ring. Is it really the way to end the comedy match preview on a sad note? <laughs> wow. It's, it's, like, this comedy's so wild, man. This is going to be good, man. I'm, I'm excited to see how this goes. You know what else I'm excited to see? Eruption. Holding, uh, should we call them dose champs thrice? Uh, but we got eruption. <laughs> this is like what a, a 20 man uh tag match here. Eruption, uh, taking on disaster box, uh, hashtag my heart, and of course, Makoto Yoshi, a super sasa dango machine, and Antonio Honda. Uh, chaos ensues with this match, correct? Oh, yeah, this is gonna be wild. Eruption. Awashi, Yoshimura, and Harada. Lindemann's taking off someone's head. Sasadago, Oishi, and Antonio Hano. Uh, Antonio Hano's going to come out going, rip, 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 rip. 
I mean, he's going to he, the Fox is going to get called in this match. It's going to be wild. <laughs> I, I, I will say a positive and a negative is I think this is going to be a great match, and I like the way it's used. And I like, you know, you you know, I love me some Kazuki Hirata with a Tokyo. Like I can't wait <laughs> to see that spot. But damn, I feel like Kazusada Haguchi and to an extent Eruption is being used not the best way. Yeah, that's all. They're so good. Like, I like Sanshiro Takagi when he told it about uh, DDT doing things with other companies and AEW and stuff. And the other day with that big press conference, I don't know if you read about that. I, I should have pulled it up, but I didn't. The four names he mentioned that he wants to see go to AEW and, and do some things is Kazusada Haguchi. Like, obviously, there's Whoa. big plans. And with uh, um, Yu-Gi-Oh! Sakaguchi and uh, Saki Akai having that great match at uh, at Peter Pan against Chris Brooks and uh, uh, Makoto uh, or Maki Ito. Maki Ito. Yep. You know, I thought they would be poised to be in a higher spot, but they're not. And I mean, it is what it is. You know, you're not the how to act. I get it. But I just, I really think God, Maki Ito in America. Oh, the she simps would nuts. <laughs> Oh man, the cutest in the world, man. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I'm all about me some Saki Akai. That's for yeah. Sure. Her You're talent is that. undeniable. Clyde, Clyde, that all day. It's gonna be a great match. It's gonna be fun. Like well, it's gonna be fun really again. Al Lindemann and 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 Saki Akai. I I can't wait to see them just beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, we get. And, and no, but Hiroshima Tommy is always fun too. That's exciting to have in there too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What about Dance dance in Akito? Really? <laughs> uh, the, the header, which I like, is one of the biggest beneficiaries from the creation of Cyberfight is Akito. Ever since he became a vice president for the company, his success in the ring has soared. The key was <laughs> momentum is the Goliath. Uh, Bader, a disguised, a disgusting looking submission hold that was originally used by Taku Iwasu and Toromon. Spider thread. It's a spider thread. It's a spider thread. It tangles up all, all the victim's limbs just like a spider, the move it's named after would do. Outside of the ring, Akito is taking his no, new role very seriously and has made look at things with more critical eye. He singled out Dan Shoko Dino in particular, asking him if his work over the summer was up to par. For you see, Akito has always wanted to wrestle Dino in his prime. He thinks they're both one of a kind in DDT and mixing together can create something special. A match like that should happen in a big venue like Oda War Gymnasium. Dino agrees and wants to prove his best days are not behind him. There are still a lot of ideas in, uh, there are still a lot of ideas in that creative mind of his. Who could be better than Akito to help bring them to life? <laughs> a nice Is this a rib on Dino Cody? By the way, adrenaline in my soul. Here to be God, I control. <laughs> I, I I'm going to keto on that, but I uh, I agree. So Dino then, doesn't get his uh he doesn't get his shine back. He doesn't uh, no. no more sunny days. No, especially after he watched uh, Makoto Ishii fall at the damn. Um, do we get a Joker uh, Katsumata against the Mao or uh, oh, the main is of, just yeah, a wrestling dude, match? How about that? Uh, the Mao I'm all about that. battle, the opener. He's back from injury, 
and he yeah. wants to break Shun Makatsumata as the header. <laughs> um, what, what's what's been crazy too is uh, as it says here, and I was going to bring this up, but I'm glad they have it. When he's not wrestling super hardcore on Lego and DDT, he is earning his blood soaked stripes in Big Japan, also with Lego. It is quickly reaching to the point where I wonder if Katsumata is better off in Big Japan than DDT. There isn't any wow. stipulation at the end of this match, but if Mao and Katsumata were to bring weapons, I'm sure nobody will want to stop them. Yeah, so um, I, I did some digging before the show on cage match here. And as an example, you go to uh, Halloween, which I really want to find this. Uh, Big Japan ran their death match, strong and junior, three major title matches show, Cork and Hall, Halloween. In that, we had the gadget board and barbed wire board death match with Toshiyuki Sakuda, the psychopath kid, who I love. He put, he's the guy that puts the skewers through your cheeks. And Yuki oh, Ishikawa yeah. took on Drew Parker and Shunma Katsumata. So Katsumata's over in Big Japan doing death matches right now. That's awesome. That's, yeah. that's good for him. That's really cool. Yeah, which, which fits him perfectly. I mean, I saw him do a hardcore match by himself for 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah, no shit. And I was like, dressed as Joaquin Phoenix's Joker character, and I was like, holy shit, sign me up. Well, so he's Son running a bitch, lot of I'm in. That's how I felt. By the way, I, I'm going to try to find this show, because on top of that, um, it also has uh, junior heavyweight title, Yuki Yuya Aoki, who had that bang with Fubinori Abe back in February. Defends against uh, Tatsuhiko Yoshino. Strong title Whoa. match. Daichi Hashimoto defends against Yuji Okabayashi. I bet that's a fucking banger. That's going to be then, awesome. Uh, Minoru Fujita defends against Masaya Takahashi in a deathmatch heavyweight title. Halloween fluorescent light tubes, alpha moonlight darkness deathmatch. <laughs> alpha <laughs> moonlight. Yeah, I don't know what, what that fuck? means, but I want to see the shit out of that. So I'm going to try to find his big Japan. We got so. that IWTT gimmick. I got to yeah. cancel progress. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm excited. Mao is nuts. And Shinma Katsumata, when I've that COVID DDT era started so with IWTTV, really yeah. came into his own as a star. Yeah. So this should be really good. This is going to be a fun match. Um, we have two dark matches that are in that 10 o'clock to 11.30 time for us on the undercard. Uh, Hiroshi Yamato and Hoshitango, your favorite wrestler, the one who, the white guy with the GD pants that you hate. And, <laughs> you remember who I'm talking about? You remember that dude? Who was that? Remember the old, goofy, white-looking dude who had, like, the genie pants on that was kind of fat? And you're <laughs> like, what yeah. the hell is this? That guy is tagging with uh, Hiroshi Yamato, the lounge singer, against Mizuki Watase and Yuki Onaya in the undercard. You had me at the lounge singer, so yeah, I'm, I'm in. That guy's awesome. And, and then also, we have uh, the two young boys, Kaigo Nakamura against Hideki Okatani. I'm all for that. Yeah, it's going to be watch good that. the undercard, man. I'm excited. show starts in 45 minutes. It's going to be fun. Well, we will let you... Uh, wait, okay, we have... Of course, a, oh. a show right after that. We got Dragon yeah, Gate. We got to talk Dragon Gate, baby. <laughs> we still got time. Let's do it. This show is going to rule. You know what's crazy about this show? What is it baby? called? Like the Ultimate Gate? Gate of Destiny, as you put in the Gate of Destiny. Whoa. You know what's crazy about this, too? And this is what you brought up to, uh, about the show. I found yep. out two weeks from this show is Kobe World. 
Okay. So because I was like, I don't know. I was thinking, I was like, I, I thought this was Kobe World, and then I was like, let me just look up Dragon Gate, what the name of the event is. And I was like, oh, good thing I didn't Kobe World. I was like, oh, did they push it to next year? So they're doing it mid-November. Yeah, it, and it's so going from the main event down. Uh, Ata defended the Open the Dream Gate title against KZ. I mean, I don't need to talk about this match. Yeah, that's going to be like, amazing. I mean, it's going to be a bang. This could be like if if you were putting to, if you if you had a list of all the matches that happened in the year, this is one you would pull off that board to consider as a match of the year without seeing it. Mm-hmm. That's what this is going to be. <laughs> and if you look at the match that Ata had with Naruki Doi, which is probably the greatest match Ata's had in his career, when he shooed away that R.E.D. contingency mm-hmm. and proved that he could win on his own. If he does that again against KZ and they keep this match clean, dude, this match is going to be like four and a half stars is like the, the floor for this match. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like, wow. But well, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. I mean, that's for sure. I mean, KZ has like, been tuning up for this match for over a year, which is, you know, you know special attraction match. As as I as I said too, like you know, I watched the other day from the twenty eighth the uh, the Takumi Aroha Mayu Iwatani, which went four and three quarters, and then the day after that, I watched Walter Ilya's Raganoff, and now we have eight ton KZ. You know, I, I I mean, there's a chance that three matches that I watched in the last twenty four hours are going to be on my match of the year. Like that's how much my high expectations. Are. Oh yeah, you got Sasaki and then as well. Oh my God, we still have that. By the way, too, you need to go when you get time. October 18th, Cork and Hall Stardom show on the Stardom World. Watch Aroha and Mayu Iwatani. It is so good. Oh my God, it's so good. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to say it just to say it because, you know, I'm such a Stardom Mark, but it's oh, yeah. so good. Do God, you think Kaido uh, Ishida and Kaisuke Kuda could uh, be rivals oh, to that match? Oh my God. That's going to be a banger. So, so before we dive into that, let's let's keep let's keep the lineage of the match order from from what Dragon Gate released, so that we can yep. bone her hard after. Okay. I guess I'm gonna not want to stop talking about that. Uh, <laughs> looks like semi main event open the Triangle Gate, Takashi Yoshida, Diamante, and Kazuma Sakamoto defending against Naruto Doi, Ryotsu Shimizu, and Punch Toma, Tomonaga, aka Team Boku. Um, if Team Boku loses. Uh, Ryotsu Shizu character is discontinued. So not only did he get kicked out of R.E.D. and ditch Big R, but his Ryotsu Shimizu will be eliminated if he loses the R.E.D. again. Is that really him in the blue? You're kidding me. <laughs> wow. Is it weird with blonde hair and stuff? Wow. They made him look like a dork. Do you know what he looks like? With the with the blue suit and the yeah. like fake eyebrows? That's his old like like that's like an old gimmick. That was a legit gimmick. What yeah, like he's that? like a police officer. That is horrible. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize um wow, that that is horrible. That punch uh Tamatanga is Demetrius. What's <laughs> Tomatanga? <laughs> Or if he lets his hair grow for like eight months, like that's Demetrius. <laughs> Minus the muscles. So it, like, I, 
I feel like R.E.D. loses, but... No, I think this is great because then uh, Big R will come back somehow on different guys, you know, and, and <laughs> rule the world. He comes back with the singlet and the mohawk. He comes back as evil. I mean... <laughs> um, open the Twin Gate. This should be really fun. Kota Minora and Jason Lee, who have been fantastic yeah. champions against the Subia Kosko, who's one of the most underrated wrestlers alive in Genki Horror. This is going to be fun, man. This is, dude, this card is so good. I can't get over how stacked this is. I, I feel like Minora and Jason Lee retained. Do you agree? I I would agree, but uh, I mean, how does, does Genki get more hair cut off? Do you think? <laughs> Does Jason Lee say, hey, look at my hair? And then look and then at yours. And then he slaps and then he him. hits him with his nunchucks that he swings around. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is going to be a good match. I, I, I'm intrigued to see uh, uh, the the team of uh, Yokosuka and, and, and Genki. Uh, to be honest with you, I, I think this is going to be a really fun banger. And the one thing, like I've said, and you've started to come around because you've got to see more of them, Susumi Yokosuka is one of the most solid wrestlers in the world every mm-hmm. year. Like, you're like, oh, I need a good match. What are we going to do? Put Yokosuka in there. Oh, okay, cool. And then he does it. <laughs> you know, like, it's hilarious. No, it. Oh, it's just so good. And then to round out the first match of the second half, as you said, Kaiko Ishida Kickboy himself. I'm a kickboy. Taking on Kaisuke Okuda, our lo- beloved from Dre- or DDT. Yep. Does Kaisuke Okuda take the strap tonight? I think he does. It, it will it will put I the kick boy, it, it'll put him in his place. You can have a complete meltdown at the end of the match to even make, uh, you know, Kaido Ishida even more of a scumbag and a big baby. And plus, you know, we know Okuda, how strong, he's part of the Yakuza. He's got to be, right? Uh, but no, he, just kidding. <laughs> But yeah, no, th- this guy is a MMA genius and a master of kicks as well. So I cannot wait to see the battle of the kicks and the strikes between these two. This is going to be a uh, hell of a match. Yeah, I'm going to say new champ. Dude, it's gonna, this is going to be so good. Like, this is going to be really good. This could I, be a match of the night, that's for sure. Oh, I, I think you have a damn good shot that it, that it is. I mean... There's, it, it goes along those lines of what we've talked about with a lot of the things that we like with just mm-hmm. stiff wrestling. These guys are going to just, I mean, this is going to be just violent. They're just going to kick and, and attack and strike. <laughs> and Okada's going to, you know, Okuda's going to put in chokes. The only thing that's going to hurt him, I mean, it's, I mean, I think Kaisuke Okuda can win, but he may eat that small package. And you know what happens and, at the uh... small package hacking out? This is what happens. You know we're going to hear the kickboard theme because he, oh, he yeah. all packages came over. I love that theme song. Uh, let's talk about a ah, stiff, uh, hard-hitting match. Um, <laughs> speaking of a hard-hitting, a stiff match, I oh, think this, this could a, be a damn good one, oh, uh, especially with game, Vengeance. Game or, and Revenge is going to be on the mind of Yamato as he takes on a new R.E.D. Oh, member, oh, oh, oh. 
voluntarily, by the way, Kai, because, wow, this uh, is my wild card we'll keep match of the night. Uh, I circled, that's for sure. How great was that, too, when, when if Kai was the first eliminated or whatever, he would, or he would have to join R.E.D. And he, cla- he waits until Yamato gets up there and blasts him to stop yep. Yamato from getting his tip. And then he eliminates himself just to join purposely. Oh, it's so good, man. Yeah. This is going to be, I mean, there is a story behind this match. This is a, you know, what you would call a, a no-holds-bar, you know, no-Q, uh, you know, type of match. Sanctioned, if you will. But this, this is going to be damn good. This is, but like I said, my low-key circle match. Like, there's nothing bad on this show. I mean, we just keep her. And then you go to the next one, six-man tag, Ultimate Dragon, Masato Yoshino, and Yasushi Kanda, the Team Toramon, taking on Kenta Kabune, Takedo Kamei, and Madoka Kakuda, the three young boys who are getting wins and pushes. They are taking mm-hmm. these three young boys, and they are going to make them stars. They've already done that with them getting significant wins, unlike mm-hmm. young boys do. Like, this is going to be good. They are going to put emphasis on making them look like stars. Yeah. You know who doesn't want to put emphasis on making people look like stars? Guess who's going to show up tonight? Oh, Special shit, eight-man yeah. tag. The bodyguard. But, no, if the bodyguard did take on Taketo Kamai, uh, who do you think would win? Um, I mean, I, I would hope they would put Taketo Kamai over, but bodyguard might look the best. And how <laughs> cool is it that we're getting the other half of Big Guns, who hasn't been on TV in a while, Masaki Mochizuki, Don Fuji Gamma, and the freaking bodyguard from All Japan fame against Dragon Kid, Ryo Saito, Shuji Kado, and Kagatora. This is going to rock. Wasn't this like four companies in one match? <laughs> like, it, it doesn't quit. And, and not to avoid it, because I'm going to just tie it all together, I think. But then, dude, we get BB Hulk, Hyo Watanabe, yep. and Gia Inferno, who's in the state in, in the feud with the guy who has been their biggest breakout star that they're making established, taking on Ben K, Strong Machine J, and Dragon yeah. And this is gonna rock. This is gonna be so good. Dragon win on BB Hulk. I think Dia Inferno is gonna pin him. And then I think at Kobe they have their one on one blow up because they've worked the last like four shows. Like the last house shows have been some sort of an R.E.D. team versus Dragon Gate, where Dragon uh, Dragon Dia and Dia Inferno are, are on opposite sides. My question is, who is under the hood of Dia uh, Inferno? That's what I want to know. Heck. Oh my god, I'd shit my pants. <laughs> I gotta do it one more time, by the way. Dragon Dia. He's so good And he's 20 Oh my god Yeah no I mean I did it This whole We get a ho-ho loon sighting Hopefully he's not going to be on American commentary (laughs) Yeah ho-ho loon Because he contributes nothing Oh I know about the match I understand the rules I just wanted to make sure you did Oh okay (laughs) Thank you, Hollywood. <laughs> we get him, uh, Shachioka Boy, Kodobaba, Ichikawa, and Kanets. 
taking on Yosuke Santamaria, Problem Dragon, Mandaraya, whatever you want to call him, UT and Jimmy. A part of me thinks that Daya Inferno is going to be UT. Okay. But I, I don't know, because I think UT is good enough where he should be in a program, but he's just been so injury-ridden, that's why they haven't done a lot with him. But I feel like if he's healthy, he needs to be in a big-time program because he was up there with T-Hawk as one of their biggest up-and-coming guys. And now okay. he's on the dark, the, you know, the, the dark match. Well, he's, he's got to prove it, and then that's why he's going to be, like you said, Dragon Daya Inferno. <laughs> he's going to be the, the one and only Dragon Daya Inferno. Dragon Daya! Damn, this is no. Uh, I mean, Dragon Gate's gonna knock it out of the park. It seems like with the Gate of Destiny, Dude, of course, DDT paper. Ultimate Party. Uh, these could be shows of the year. It's November. Uh, November third. Is Gate of Destiny not a? Oh my God, this could be the best show of the year on paper. Yeah. As I'm looking at end <laughs> pictures, I'm like, yeah, these all could be four star matches, four star plus matches. Yeah, I mean, everything from Yamato Kai, Ashido Okuda, yes. tag title, triangle, and the Dream Gate all have... Even like the R.E.D. Dragon Gate match, I yep. mean, is damn good. Dude, the eight-man could be really fun with Bodyguard in it, and the dark match might be great. If, yeah. if you mean to tell me that that dark match... I could check out who the GT is. ...is only like seven minutes, that means they're going to just... It's just going to be a spot fest. It's going to be great. Yeah. Like, this card has ability to be something special and I think Dragon Gate came out and continues to show that at the end of the day they are telling you that we are the best company in the world and if you sleep on us you're an idiot mm-hmm. and this I mean, this card, company and, in Japan and then dude they're, they're going to do Kobe World in a couple of weeks with Yamato getting the winner of Ata KZ <laughs> like that's going to be great <laughs> Ah, just a wonderful, wonderful night of wrestling. And it all starts with DDT Ultimate Party at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Are you going to be on at WrestleCast underscore SSM while you're watching the Ultimate Party there, uh, Ryan? Yeah, as long as I don't um, put any spoilers out to screw you over, I will be glad to sit and live tweet that show. I I'll just won't go on Twitter until I watch the show tomorrow. Right, well, yeah, I will, uh, I'll definitely get on I'll hit up some Twitter, and I will live tweet the show tonight. Yeah, and don't forget to check out Ryan this Friday night at 10 p.m. Central Standard Time over on Twitch.tv forward slash WrestleCast Radio. Um, Yeah. Also, check out the archives over there, over at uh, also on YouTube, um, and just search uh, Pro Wrestling Summit. Um, And, yeah, like like we just said, if you're listening, not live because we're on podcast, but uh, check out the tweets uh, that Ryan sent out about uh, DDT Ultimate Party here, and uh, I'll probably tweet watching some Dragon Gates uh, tomorrow. Oh, no, it's election day, so vote uh, Wednesday. I'll probably watch, uh, and we're hopefully going to get a show uh, this Thursday, depending on what Ryan's doing, and hopefully we'll have both shows to watch, and we'll get them in a timely manner this time. Oh, uh, uh, but, I'm uh, watch DDT, I'll watch Dragon Gate when I get home tomorrow, like... Because I, also, I, guys, I got three TVs, so I can do everything at once. <laughs> and also, guys, don't forget, this Saturday, Saturday there is a hell of a lot of events, of course, uh, with Full Gear and uh, New Japan 
Uh, oh my God, that's Saturday? So and I'm forgetting another show, but I'm pretty sure there's three shows this weekend. Uh, uh, but we'll all get into struggle. that. So, yep. Full, Full gear. gear. I want to say there was something else, but uh, I'm sure we'll get to that uh, hopefully later on into the week. Uh, don't forget again. Also, search Strong Media over on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Spreak, or wherever you pod your cast and WrestlingTees.com forward slash WrestleCast where you could choose over from uh, seven different styles for only $19.99. Ryan, I'm so happy I got my boom lock of shirts for the family. Yeah. And also got uh, a wonderful AEW shirt, which uh, I didn't think I was going to, but after watching multiple times and falling in love uh, with uh, a late dinner debonair uh, from a few weeks back on Dynamite, I saw they had a shirt and I had to purchase that. And fun oh, fact, Ryan, <laughs> fun fact, Callie watched that with me. She rarely watches any wrestling. She can sit on her phone. She'll do whatever. But she watched, you know, a match before that. She watched then the late dinner debonair segment and she was glued. She made me rewind that three times and said, I want to watch that again. <laughs> she loved that. She was like, this is wrestling. I can get down with this. So, I mean, <laughs> that's wrestling. why he's a demo god. But it's good entertainment. You know what's the worst good part about that, too? Yes. It was the lowest rated quarter hour of the entire show. Was and it? they're putting it over like it wasn't. Like, that's my only, like, come on, guys. It wasn't, it, it didn't, it didn't draw you a rating. But it Damn was you, Twitter. It was, it, it was really good. It was fun. It was I, different. I was entertained. It, like, those characters cool. so well. It was fine. And it shows how yeah. talented MJF is. He's the uh, the Jay White. Not the Miz guy. The Jay White. <laughs> the Miz. <laughs> of wrestling. The most, most television superstars. <laughs> and on God. that note. Ten years ago, I was a big mark for that dude, too. Yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to cash in and beat Orton. And I'm like, oh, no, I hope he doesn't cash in and beat Orton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm rambling. I'm having fun. <laughs> Adios.